Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome everybody to the first Mike Rutherford Show of the new year. It is January 2nd, 2024. We're coming to you as always from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. That has not changed in 2024. Cards fans, take your career to new heights with an MBA from UofL. The full-time MBA is an innovative 12-month program that accelerates your career trajectory with convenient in-person evening classes. If all of this sounds good to you, get started today and earn your MBA in just one year by visiting business.louisville. Dot edu today. We're on the air from 3.05 until 6 here on 14.50 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the globe. You know what's better as the Big X, Mike Rutherford and Trevor Kelsey here with you back on what is widely held to be the worst day of the year. The first day back after the winter break, after the, 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 the New Year's holiday, whatever you, you call it. You know, even that, you know, we have to, you know, we're not kids anymore. We still have to go to work on that that week between Christmas and New Year's. But even then, like you've got fun stuff happening during the day. You've got some breaks here and there. You usually get a day off for Christmas afterwards. Like it, it, there's just it doesn't feel like a real grinded out work week. Now, there's no more excuses. No more I'll stop eating fatty foods until you know the, until the holidays are over. No more early breaks. No more. Big stuff to look forward to. All we have around here is college basketball, and folks, I've got something to tell you. The three months ahead may not be as as, as enjoyable as we'd like, so you're sitting down here staring down a gauntlet of cold, dark, dreary, not fun months, but this is a chance to better all of ourselves, to make good on our New Year's resolutions, to set the tone for the rest of the year, start doing the things that we've been putting off. It all starts today. And to set the tone, Trevor Kelsey's wearing the same Eagle sweatshirt that he's worn for the last month and a half every day on the radio show. TK, how are you? You look like you're ready to just tackle 2024. Take it by the horns. What up? <laughs> <laughs> by the way, the, today's not the worst day. Tomorrow is because we got a Louisville game tomorrow night. It is. Well, it's my wife's birthday. So that's it's Mary's birthday tomorrow. I, I said last week. one positive thing going One of the tomorrow. worst birthdays possible. <laughs> like, you know, poor thing. But uh, it's, that makes it better. I, I'm looking forward to that more than I am looking forward Mary's to. Mary's birthday while we play Virginia. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. We have worlds colliding here. Uh, one of my buddies was like, hey, I've got two tickets to the game tomorrow night if anybody wants them. And all my friends on the text group were like, we don't want them. And then he texts back like an hour later. He's like, oh, I just realized the game isn't even here. I was like, this is the saddest sequence of text that I've ever seen to start a new year. So so does that mean he still has two tickets or not? 
I think he was like, oh, I've still got some for Saturday if anybody wants them. And everybody was like, eh. Who do we play Saturday? I don't even know. Pitt. We're going to lose Pitt, aren't we? I mean, probably. Wait, 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 you expect me to be like, no? Emphatically? No. How are you, Trevor? How was the uh, the holiday weekend? Nah. Yeah. Maybe Good start. You know what? It was it was awesome because I'm on the DeBoard bandwagon still. The what? The DeBoard bandwagon. Okay. I was, oh, I'm, oh, I'm the one that started the game it. Last night. You, you, you were all about this for sure. I've been on. You know, you know me. I was on. Yep. I've been on this bandwagon since last year, and uh, so I'm just kind of riding that high a little bit, and of course, riding it all the way up to uh, the little gambling site as well. Got a little nervous last night because I had money on both the money line and the spread. So I took money line. I was I was hoping to win both, and I did. And I'm going to win both when they beat Michigan. Uh, so I think I beat Michigan too. I'm with you. Outside of that, um, yeah, not too much. Uh, I know you had a good Saturday. Well, no, not so. Good I don't want to talk night. about it. Hey, and your my Sunday was not much better. Trust me. Years of uh, course, I think. I didn't even watch the game. I because I, I started feeling a little nauseous on Saturday night, and I just I kind of slept all day Sunday. And I woke up at like six thirty or seven or something on Sunday night for a minute. I looked at the score and I was like, I don't even want to watch the damn game. And I kind of I kind of laid down for a second. I woke back up before midnight and looked at the phone again. And like, well, how did we lose? And I saw how we lost. I'm like, I don't, even, I don't even want to. I don't even, I'm not even going to watch this game. Yeah, it sucks. It's not good. It's everything I kind of predicted was going to happen as the season was coming to end. Except I thought we'd actually win one of those games. These games like this. It's the Cardinals, for God's sake. I know. I know. It's like I'm back in NFC East teenage years having nightmares of losing to them um and then yeah and then uh, weirdly enough i was asleep at midnight but i woke up at like one in the morning so uh welcome to the new year trevor not exactly setting the tone for 2024 oh this tone is already down i don't <laughs> it's already down i've got I'm, I'm, I'm going i'm going i'm going seattle music today because in honor of washington and all it all is you know it's got that slow grunge sound so yeah it's it's gonna be a slow day today I did make sort of a like a hefty bet yesterday. Plus, on... plus you got to talk for a second. I gotta go see. Okay, so they they logged out of our system here, so I need to figure out how to get back into the oh, automation. Here, here, here we go. Something here. here you talk go. for a minute. All right. Like, yeah, last night we'll, we'll talk about the college football playoff. Obviously, we we have tons to get to. There also was some news over the weekend that uh, will affect the Louisville football program moving forward. Some new names in the transfer portal. One big name in the transfer portal that was, I guess, not a gigantic surprise, but was a little bit of a surprise to me based on what I heard. Uh, we do have basketball to get to. Kenny Payne talked to the media today. We'll discuss that. Louisville will play Virginia on the road tomorrow. And it is kind of, in a lot of ways, it's the perfect way to open this new chapter of, of Louisville basketball. When I say new chapter, I mean the, oh, God, he didn't get fired chapter. Let's see how this this plays out. Louisville will go to Virginia tomorrow to play a, a Cavaliers team that's wounded. They lost horribly over the weekend to what had been perceived to be the worst team in the ACC, including us, Notre Dame, who was ranked below us in virtually every metric. Uh, the Fighting Irish under first-year head coach Michael Shrewsbury just pound Virginia by 20 over the weekend, and now it's a Virginia team that their results don't seem to make a whole lot of sense. They looked very good early in the year. Now they've got some sort of befuddling losses. And they want to, you know, they're going to be out for blood tomorrow night. And it's a, it's a Virginia team that we've never beaten in Charlottesville since we joined the ACC. It's the one place that we have not won in this conference since we made the move to the league in 2013-14. So it would almost be perfect if this new era of Kenny Payne basketball at UofL, which has so little hope and so little support, were to start off with a victory 
in a, in a place where we've quite literally never won. All right, Bob's are good now. Did you get everything fixed? We're good. What are you yapping about? I'm yapping about uh, setting the stage for the day show. We'll talk a little bit about Louisville, Virginia tomorrow night and Man. transfer portal stuff. And we'll talk to Glenn again then. Certainly <laughs> what happened uh, last night in the college football playoff and a little bit of what happened over the weekend. Uh, but so to take it back to, to you, you didn't see the ball drop. You didn't do anything fun. Like no, no big New Year's plans outside of just sleeping all day Sunday. Yeah. And slept, okay. and slept until about kickoff of, uh, of our, of uh, Michigan game on Monday too. That's not bad. That's, that's a, not a bad way to, I, I'm kind of jealous. If Which, I could have spent the weekend that way, I probably would. Weirdly enough, I woke up at like five o'clock on Monday and I still accomplished more than Liberty did in football. Yeah, well, let's see. That, that, one was, ah, that one was easy to see. I did have. I, I thought both the underdogs were going to win yesterday, so I made. Uh, I did bet on Washington money line, but then I also did a like a parlay, both like Alabama and Washington money line, and it looked pretty good for most of the damn night. And then uh, you know Michigan won, which I that was one of those games where whoever it, it was kind of like UK Clemson. Like I was gonna find a way to take joy in whoever lost. Like if it's Michigan, yeah. same way, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know they've been they've been annoying all season long with the way they've handled all this stuff. And if it's Alabama, then the SEC, you know, all year we have to have an SEC team in the playoff for God's sake. Look at a, like that can kind of get thrown out, and that was that was nice to see. I enjoyed that. But the the only team that I kind of like in the playoff is Washington. Yeah, and so I really did not want to see them get beat last night. And boy, they flirted with it though. Like they they, they, they tried to lose that game. I mean, I know I had a good, and I was with you. I, I took a parlay with Washington on the points and Alabama on the points because I thought Alabama too, but. Then I went, you know, after the after Alabama lost, I was like, well, that parlay's gone. I went, and, you know, went back. I was so confident in Washington, I put more, you know, more extra money thing. on Washington yeah. point and then money line as well, and paid off. And I was you know, into that game, like I'm watching. I want to say a Louisville game, but I was close to as you're going to get with me, uh, and not only just because of the money, because like I said, I was. I told you last year, you know, I liked I was I liked the, the coach. I kind of liked the Washington. I like Penix. You know, I mean, you're talking about a guy who. Took Indiana to a, won the Big East championship with Indi- a Big Ten you know conference title with conference game with Indiana, you know even though they got screwed. Yeah, uh, and then now he's winning a national championship and possibly Pac twelve and Washington on their way out, which is an awesome story. So it was wild watching him last time. This is a guy who when he was when he first came to IU, I, I was still, we were on the radio at uh, at seven ninety, and I was like like it was one of my favorite jokes was just to be like like make Penix jokes about uh, calling Penix. And yeah. say like you know, Phoenix is really squeezing it in there. Like, like this, you know, it was a funny thing. And I'm watching him last night, and I don't know if you're like me. Like, that was one of the better quarterback performances we've seen in a big spot in college football in a long time because he's going against a good defense, and he is like, he's fitting it into. And again, I know the the <laughs> the entendre is, is heavy here, but he's fitting into the, the smallest of areas, and he's just like slight. Like, he's putting it wherever he wants it last night. Like he's. He looked incredible, and you're watching that game, and I'm having the same thought that I saw a million times on on Twitter or other social media sites, where everyone's like, "How did this dude not win the Heisman?" And if he played on the East he Coast, should have, would yeah. he have won the Heisman? And I kind of, after watching him last night, I know you don't want to don't want to overreact to one performance, but he certainly looked like the best quarterback in college football last night. That was an unreal performance by him. I mean, it was one of the few times that like you can be a, kind of uproared about the Heisman because yeah, Jane McDaniel didn't deserve to win. He was. It was SEC East Coast biased on that when Penix was by far the best player and should have won the Heisman. And it is what it is, but either he didn't win national title, and it was uh, it was a fun game. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'm rooting for them. I think that it's going to be even a better game, like you said. I mean, what he did as well was Washington literally having no run game at all. Yeah, I mean, the, the poor Dylan Johnson guy is just out there on like one leg, just trying his best just to not like be carted off, which he ended up having to be done. And 
I don't know how it's going to affect me. Washington Michigan's game is going to be interesting. I know I think Michigan's what a four and a half point favorite, three and a half point favorite. To I start. saw five was the first line. I mean, it's so it's if it's going to be that high, I need to jump on it soon because it will go down to probably three or two and a half. I think you're I probably think. right. Yeah, I mean, people are going to start hammering it eventually. I mean, DeBoer, I think is what they said the stat was last night. He's been an underdog at Washington six times, and he, he's won all six straight up. Dude, I so I didn't I mean, realize. I know we've talked about Washington throughout the season, and you and I have both been you know kind of on the bandwagon and liking them and thinking they're going to win a lot of games. I had no idea that they've won ten straight games by ten points or fewer. That's that's an unreal stat. The I longest, that. yeah, the longest said streak in the the bowl championship era, the the bowl era, which I think is goes back to the nineteen thirties. In all, they've won fourteen consecutive one score games. Now, not like fourteen straight games have been one score, but their last fourteen games that have been decided by one score, they've won all of them. And their last ten games overall have all been decided by ten points or fewer, and they've won every single one. Like they. They love a close game. They find ways to win. Uh, it was kind of hilarious seeing all the analysts talk about how, you know, you just have to win. Like, it doesn't matter how you win. It doesn't matter how you look. They fought through injuries. They've won close games. They've beaten bad teams by like small Oregon's margins. like three of those games, by yeah. the way. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, wasn't this not the justification we used to keep Florida State out of the playoff? Which, you, you knew those takes were going to be flying fast and furiously yesterday. Everyone's saying because Florida State lost to by, by 60 points without any starters, yeah, they and because the games were so good yesterday, the committee got it right. I'm like, no, shut up. The, the, the committee didn't get it right. No, Georgia probably should have been there instead of Alabama. Georgia, mean, Georgia would be favored <laughs> over all four of these yeah. teams. If, if that is your – We'd be seeing a Georgia – probably a Georgia and, and Washington matchup. In and Georgia game. would be favored by like a touchdown. So yeah. If that was the criteria, we got to get the best teams. Georgia was clearly one of the four best teams this year, but you can't take them over Bama because they lost on the field. And then you can't take them over Texas because Texas did beat Bama. So it was just like, yeah. I mean, the, the whole – justification it was so silly everyone knew it was hypocritical but hearing everybody talk about you just got to find ways to win that's all that matters in college football it's like well no not not really I mean, you can't, and, you, and on paper, you can't deny. I mean, Washington's offensively is just, just awesome. Yeah. I mean, and they're healthy now. I mean, they, they've got three NFL receivers in all year. Not, I don't think at any time they had all three at one time, at one point. Those now. receivers. Mike, I mean, I, I mean, because for most of the year, McMillan, I think, was injured, then Polk was injured. And those guys are incredible. The, uh, the, the freshman or sophomore, I forget his name, the Kuza guy, he's the only one I think has been healthy all year. But I mean, the, yeah, they're just, I mean, they're, they're offensively just loaded. And they're actually better defensively to get credit for where they just, I mean, they just, they just like score up and down. They, they go the high scoring games. I mean, let's not forget the Pac 12 is pretty damn good offensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about how their defense is giving up this and that. You know, maybe their defensive stats would be better if they got to play Iowa. God. <laughs> I don't think Iowa scored last Thursday, did they? No, no. They, they played three ranked teams this year. They scored a total of zero <laughs> points in those three games. I know the Michigan Penn State was like 60 something nothing combined. That know? might be more impressive, honestly, <laughs> than like any other college football staff from this year. It's just like, yeah. I, I did like that Brian uh, Ferentz. Who's retiring? He, he's going out, but he was like, he's like, I'm going to showcase my love of Iowa in this game. And I was like, people were like, oh, he's going to pull out some trick plays. It's like, no, he's going to showcase it by doing exactly what he's done for the last two years and scoring quite literally no points. I mean, their punter's good. Punter's great. Tory Taylor, I think his name is. That's their brand, though. Yeah, he's, uh, it's <laughs> great when the other team's scoring like you know <laughs> negative points, but not good when Tennessee's putting up thirty-five on you. No, br- the Brian's retiring, but the Kurt's still. Oh, Kirk's not going anywhere. Yeah, you'll have to. You, they'll have to carry Kirk's lifeless body out of that place <laughs> if, they, if 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 he's going to not be their head coach anymore. That's what Iowa does when they sign up for a head football coach. They're they're signing up with him for you know forty five years at minimum. They just catapult him over to the children's hospital. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what they're doing. That's <laughs> they what they're going they, for. Here you go. But it was a good weekend of football outside of the NFL. Had a good weekend of wrestling too. Had a pay per view on Saturday night. For which which brand? AEW. Okay. We found out who the devil was. 
Oh, I, yeah, I remember you kind of saying something about this. I was right. It was Adam Cole. Oh, you nailed it. I, I nailed it. Your Call wrestling prowess knows no bounds. I, I mean, the thing the thing about wrestling is usually when it's the most easiest answer is always the best. When, when wrestling companies try to, like, be, like, smart and, like, try to swerve you just to swerve for swerve's sake, that's when things go wrong. Okay. Just usually the best answer is the easiest one. Okay. Just like when you have the two undefeated teams, they're the two playing for the national title. Best answer is the easiest one. I do like the fact that we got the two undefeated teams yeah. playing for it all. Uh, now Liberty's gone. Yeah, well, and Florida State. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Ooh, Florida State. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, so. That was my Saturday night. It was. Um, oh, here we go. Now, do you do you, you need a few I minutes? Was, maybe just a couple minutes. Okay. So we, you know, again, it's Mary's oh, birthday is tomorrow, and, and you know, it, it's. It, not only is it January 3rd, but it's a Wednesday. So it's kind of like, the, do you want to celebrate the weekend after? Do you want to celebrate the weekend before? And, and so we did a... It, That's kinda, more of a young person's call, though. And like, at this age... I don't well, it's not like, like we're still like, planning like a huge party. Like We're just yeah. going to do like dinner or like something out. And exactly. so she wanted to do like a, a top golf thing out with her family. And so we did it on Saturday night. And it was... A, a lot of fun. Like we enjoyed. We watched the, the 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 Georgia curb stomping on TV while we you know, hit some golf balls, drank some beer, and huh. went over to the Mexican restaurant next door and, and you know, kept it going. Had a good time. Our favorite listener say was at Top Golf on Saturday night. Nice. Maybe, maybe I saw him. Maybe. Uh, but then we you know, watched the 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 the, the Lions Cowboys game. Watched the first half at the the Mexican restaurant. Then everybody went home. You know, early night. We're old. That's the way it works. And, and so I get home and I'm I'm watching the game and it's I, I mean. The Lions fight. Like, I thought the I went in with very little expectation because I was like, our defense. They're certainly we've taken steps forward this year, but against the best offenses we've played this season, we've looked kind of like, eh. Like, it's why I'm not sold on us on being like a realistic Super Bowl contender. But they played great. Like, they, you know, they slowed down Dak outside of the the 92 yard pass in the first drive, which they they should have sacked him in the end zone, but. The defense, looked, except for that one, the play, defense was that good. one play, defense was good. The defense was very. The only good. drive he gave up, you got fortunate on the fumble to the end zone. Which, yeah, I love how people complain about the 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 push tush or whatever being should be illegal. That's a rule that needs to be changed. It's, a, it's the worst rule in the sport. So stupid. And like, we need to get rid of the tush push. It's so bad. Like, that's really what you're concerning yourself with. Yeah, and also the tush push. Like the Eagles are the only team that does it consistently <laughs> yeah, well. And we're so, not winning right now anyway. So, so maybe care. you don't need to outlaw it. <laughs> but the Lions' defense plays great, and, and thankfully, you know McCarthy makes the dumbest decisions possible to give us a chance. He's like throwing the ball on the, the last drive. I was like, what? Yeah. Like, as he threw the ball to the end zone, I'm like, I literally say out loud, Mary's trying to stay awake on the couch. I'm like, what is he doing? That's that's um, Mike McCarthy at his best. <laughs> it was it was so dumb. Then they go into like the softest zone of all time. Let us just you know Jared Goff, who's not handled pressure well the entire nope. night, just sits back there has all day to throw. And he's you know Laporta, um, St. Brown. Like he's he's just picking the entire defense apart. Would have been nice to get Laporta in the end zone for my prop bet, but that's okay. I, I had Amon Ra. Uh, in, I was in both my championship leagues. I won the big one. Uh, Good job. Feeling very very happy. Revenge from last year when the the Demar Hamlin game ended my championship hopes. It's always fun when you can take the big one. Yeah, I felt, and also I kept the only person in our league who hasn't won in the 20-plus years that we've done it. Uh, I beat him in the championship game, which I felt kind of bad about. No, you didn't. But I was definitely the villain because it was like the Cinderella story. He'd also – he came back from relegation last year, and I, I think his team was yeah, – they were red hot coming into the game, but Lamar Jackson propelled me to victory. It was wonderful. Uh, third third time champion. Should be four, but that's okay. But it felt very good about Trophy? that. Trophy? Uh, uh, 
I think we'll be having a, a league dinner here soon where I will hopefully get the trophy back. Mary was like, I don't want the trophy back. It'd been in our house for like five years until I finally gave it back. Will you bring it here? I, I can bring it here. We got to get a picture. When I, when I, now I, had, I have to give up my trophy at some point because somebody else won our league this year. Yeah. But you didn't make the playoffs, did you? No, I didn't. And, and he, he's like, bring me the trophy. I'm like, come in prior with my dead hands. I'm excited to get it back. <laughs> so, so you need to bring yours in here and uh, get the, do the, the picture like I did. All the wives hate the trophy. that I, I, I made it in college, and I'm, I, 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 we love it so much. What was the trophy called in the league? The They named it after the girl. I can't remember what it was. Shiva. Shiva, yeah. yeah. I actually can't say the name of our trophy on air. Oh, no. <laughs> We look. We were young. We named it in college. We were, we were all nineteen years old at some point. Uh, so, it's like the band Green Day. Like, well, we named him. We named our, named our band. When we were in college. Now we're forty. Green Day doesn't sound as funny. That's exactly how it is. Like we, we had to use an acronym now because we can't say the name out loud or else we would be judged. So that's uh, oh, wow. that's where we I'm are. Looking forward to the break. To hear I can tell you what it was trying to break. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. very simple, but it's also just yeah, it's not it's like not wrestling. A, it's the not appropriate. the best. <laughs> but so then the, the, the Lions, yeah, you know, they score the the, the the touchdown to get them within, and everybody knows they're going to go for two. Like, oh yeah, everyone knows they're going to go for. Well, two. The announcers were talking about what well, you yeah, were driving still. <laughs> And I'm I, I I do the I go from like the sitting back in the chair to like standing up and I'm like I'm, I'm like I guarantee he's got to play for this I guarantee and they, they call the timeout they have to call timeout a couple times they set it up perfectly it's a beautifully designed tackle eligible play that was that was great I was oh I, god I, I it was popped. it was so wonderful I even popped I mean not just because I had Detroit you know plus like five or whatever it was but. You know, I just it was just, it was an exciting comeback, and I was excited. I was happy for you. I mean, I was like, yes, come on. Yeah, I mean, Taylor Decker comes in, goes the over guard. to the goes over to the official, very clearly reports himself as eligible, yeah. uh, gets catches the touchdown, uh, the two point conversion pass, and like, I, like to be fair, like I, I'm still thinking at that time, twenty three seconds is a, is a long time. We see this happen in the NFL like every week where. It's it's a there's a presumed victory that the fans are going nuts and then there's just too much time left on the clock and the the Cowboys kicker has like a ridiculous leg yeah, too like the, the high school teacher that kicks like sixty yard yeah. field goals yeah so like I was like eh, you know I'm still a little bit nervous at this point but but I'm I'm celebrating like I'm I'm Mary and I are high five and like I'm jumping up and down and then like what feels like seventeen minutes after the play happens they throw a flag down saying that he didn't report eligible and Brad Allen is my he's my Carl Sheffers <laughs> yeah but Carl Sheffers. <laughs> I mean, I had a hard time. Hey, mine cost me a Super Bowl. You're not I know, quite there yet. I, I know, I, but I, I had a hard time sleeping. On I was so worked up about this, like the fact that he was so he was such a chotch about it too. Like where he announces it and he's like not talking to Dan Campbell, and then after the game, where like you know what what drove the the most mad I got the entire night is when the broadcast is is showing the replay and they're like, yeah, that's that's seventy going over the report. That's not sixty eight. And it's very clearly showing sixty eight, like my, my, talking uh, directly to the official. I was like, am I on drugs? Like what's happening here? Well, if it makes you feel better, I was and I could see it. And, and my favorite part is also you can there's the video of golf like telling Decker to go, go yeah, to go point, talk to him. Points to the ref is like go tell him. Go t-. And then the announcers were like well, it was illegal in like multiple ways because seventy was not even eligible. I'm like, that's why he didn't report. Like, and that's why he was in a guard. Like, and he's covered up by the wide receiver, so it's an illegal format. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not because he's eligible. Uh, I, I was, I was losing it. The announcers, as they started talking about it out loud, they started like clicking their head and going, "Wait a minute, maybe he did report. Maybe that's why you know." Because I heard Buck say seventies just reported, and I'm like, okay. Uh, when I was watching the yeah. game, it's, yeah, and I watched Sports Center afterwards. You could bit. tell too, like they they cut away from the game and they throw it back to like Aikman in the broadcast booth, and you could tell like Aikman has seen everybody online who's like, <laughs> yeah. uh, pretty sure that's sixty eight talking directly to the official. But so like I'm, 
the uh, the other worst part about it is every time I watch football with my wife, like Mary has these questions about the rules for the NFL. I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm like, I don't know. She's like, well, why doesn't the, the clock stop on a first down in the NFL in college? I'm like, I don't know. It just does. Like the and then she invariably just thinks she'd be out of questions. Well, she's invariably like it always ends with her being like, football's so dumb. Like, I'm like, well, then stop asking me questions about the rules because I can't explain why they came up with this 50, 60, 120 years ago. But so trying to explain to her the reporting for a tackle eligible play was just fighting the biggest uphill battle of all time. She's like, well, why do they have to talk to the I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm I'm already about to, like, I'm on suicide watch. I'm about to, like, just drive this car and go for a long three-hour drive to Indianapolis or something. Like, I, I don't make me explain the rule now. So that was horrible. I, I hated the fact that we went for it the second time when we got knocked back after the, the, the penalty. I was like, just get the extra point at this point. And the third time? And the third time, I was actually I was like, okay, if we can get, if we have another great play, because we're back now where we're supposed to be, I was like, let's get it done. And honestly, if golf makes a good throw, we score. So like that was, I, I didn't hate the third time. The second time, I was like, just kick it, let's go to overtime. But I, I mean, it does, people are like, well, you know, the Lions are already in, the Cowboys are already in, what is it really? It, it does dramatically affect playoff seeding. One, we lost, our chance to be the number one overall seed, which is a huge deal. You get a buy in the the only buy in the playoff. Yeah, Two, we lost. I mean, if we win that game, especially with you guys losing on on Sunday, we have the inside track to be the number two seed and have you know home field advantage up until potentially the NFC Championship game. So we now could travel if we win our first game. Also, it's looking like the the, the whoever the seven seed is, is is going to be a much weaker opponent than the six seed because the damn Rams are red hot. I want no part of Matt Stafford. And that team right now, and it looks like that's probably who we're going to end up drawing. So yeah, like, we're probably going to Tampa. Like so, yeah. I mean, I would much. I mean, Tampa looked terrible yesterday, like, like oh, yeah, I, or we, Sunday. Even I, as bad as we play, we can beat Tampa. Yeah. I would much, much, much rather be the two seed. Like, and, and so losing out on that changes the entire landscape of the playoffs for us. So it was a huge deal for us, and also just it, it, you know the, the Cowboys are another Super Bowl contender in the NFC, and to beat them on their home field would have been nice. Every time we play there, we get screwed. Because the NFL, you know, they got it rigged for the, the the Cowboys. You know, the last time we had a team that I thought should have won a game in the playoffs, it was that that game where they obvious pass interference call. They pick up the flag after 20 minutes of talking about it, which just made no sense whatsoever. After they'd already announced the penalty, like it just seems like something like this happens every single time we play in Jerry World, and it was uh, it was super. Like I was I was as mad about that game as I have been since any game going back to that playoff loss to the Cowboys in uh, in 2016. It was since the the coin flip game of ninety uh, eight. I mean, coin flip game of ninety eight. Who cares? Like that was <laughs> that was. Well, first of all, we benefited from that, so that was uh, you know it was fun. Did you ninety? How do you know? Because <laughs> we didn't call it. We, we you know we were. Oh, on that's the, right. On the that's top. right. That's right. You did get it. So it screwed the Pittsburgh. Right. right. And then the yeah, the other one was the when we <laughs> won the, the toss in overtime and elected to kick. <laughs> Which was more about just oh my god we have the dumbest coach in the entire world than Which it was. Which coach was that? That wasn't Schwartz, was it? No, um, it was the other. I can't remember who they called. Was it Marty Morningway? I think? Yes, yes, yeah. Morningway. Yeah, he ended up being OC at, uh, for Philly for a year too. He was not good. Yeah, he sucked when he was OC with us. But you know, lines. I, I did like the way that Dan Campbell handled it. Like afterwards, he was. You, oh, Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell might be my second favorite. He's coach, awesome. Right? Like I, I, I love Andy Reid. I, I like Nick Sirianni. Don't get me wrong, but it, Dan Campbell might be above maybe my Eagles coach. When he came in with like the old like the, the you know eating knees and stuff like that. I was like, this guy sucks. I was like, this is classic, just football meathead. He's not going to be able to get it done here. Like, cool, he gambles for it a lot of fork. They'll be fun, but he's going to be reckless, and it's going to be dumb and all, and all this stuff. And now the way that he's handled this, and obviously the results speak for themselves, but I loved after the game where he was clearly pissed, but he wasn't going to, like, he didn't want to get fined. He told all of his players, you know, don't address it head on. And all the players were just like, 
you know, Decker reported, 70 didn't. What do you, what do you want? Like, seven, Goff was like, I don't care if you find me. He reported. We did what we were supposed to. Yeah, well, and and the, the, the dude, uh, 70, who they said did, he was like, I didn't say one bleeping word, and please, I'd like to not get bleeping fined for saying that, which was great. But, like, they all handled it well. And then the, the day after press conference, Campbell's like, you know, he's like, I'm motivated. I'm, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm, I'm done. Like, he's like, we move forward. We don't look back. Like, everything that he said made me feel more confident about, like, old Lions teams, I feel like they would have let this, like they would have lost the next two games, no question. They would have lost the last week of the season, and they would have lost the first game of the playoffs, and they would have just let this spiral out of control. I don't think he's going to let them do that. So I'm still excited about – I still think this is the year we want a playoff game for the first time in my life since I was six years old, which is crazy. Um, but Saturday was a, a, a gut punch, an unnecessary gut punch sent by one Brad Allen who does suck. And he's also like his crew – has been involved in three terrible calls in three primetime games this season. I don't get how you can be this bad at your job and continue to not just work, but continue to get like prime jobs. If in any other field of work, if you if they give you like the three biggest marketing accounts in the firm and you screw all them up, like you have a homophobic slur in your your ad for Coca Cola, you're probably not going to get like the Nike account the next go around. Like you're, you're probably going to wind up getting fired. I don't know how this crew continues to fall upward. It seems really, really stupid. And they also killed our streak of five straight primetime uh, victories. So, suck it, Brad Allen. You and your whole I was not day. It's just pretty much Brad Allen, right? Yeah, it was. It was all him. The crew. Yeah, I mean, sucked. Yeah, he's he's the one that he's the one that wasn't paying attention when when Decker checked in. He's the one that just sat there and just saw the wrong guy and was like, oh, "Okay." It was very clearly because like, I mean, he talked about how in his at some post point, game, can you not like just admit? I can. Can exactly. rest does not admit? Like I, I dropped the ball. I gooped because him. in his post game, the poor reporting questions, he mentioned the fact that seventy had checked in multiple, it had reported as eligible multiple times to the game. So what happened was very clearly like a a big fat dude came over to him and said, "I'm eligible." And he just assumed it was 70 because that had happened a couple of times, didn't look at the actual number, and did screwed it, up. Did it happen a couple of times during that game? He said, he, he, said multiple, he said multiple times before 70 had reported as eligible for various plays. Because I watched that whole game, and I, usually when, so, an, an, when an alignment reports, the announcers will say something. Well, he said he did, and I think seventy said admitted after the game that he had, and then you know, but he like goes on to say that the like, like the one pool reporter is to his credit is like you're having a conversation with Decker. The, the camera shows that. What was that conversation about? And he's like, that was the conversation where seventy reported as eligible. And I was like, I want to kill you. I, I hate you so much. The fact that you're just tripling down on this and being like, you know, just like like you said. How can you not just be like, hand up, I screwed up, I'm sorry, my apologies, here's a letter of, of you know, resignation, like just <laughs> just admit that you bleeped up, like everybody does it, this was like a gigantic bleep up, but just like tripling down, like nope, 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 I'm right, I know what happened, I'm right, and like every other person in the world, including the video, everyone who's seen the video, can clearly see that you... You did not do what you said. I love the people who like are trying to like. I don't know if it's Dallas fans or just anybody's trying to like to, to be like contrarian to like the the the, the obvious that Decker did report. Like, well, he should have been more. He should have been more yeah. oomph about to the. He should have been like jumping up and like telling him, you know, like holding sure balloons that say yeah. eligible on them. Because like, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know the rep has to tell the defense that a player's been marked eligible, but like. Making that kind of scene it makes it a little obvious that he might be the target on the offensive play. My friends who are, I have a couple of friends who are Cowboys fans, and then Danny who's a Vikings fan, and he's now just trying to, to you know, he's, he's trying to just diminish everything the Lions are doing. They very clearly, like, they were just trying to get him to run nerves the entire set. They're like, pretty sleazy behavior. They're not reporting as eligible. Like, like <laughs> these excuses are out of control. And I was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I'm not responding right now. 
And then I wake up the next morning, and Danny's like, just saw the score. Wow, Lions not ready for prime time very clearly. Like, I was like, I hate you all so much. I hate all of the worst friends in the How entire does Danny world. Danny not like, watch the game, dude? Come on. No, he was just joking. He, oh. <laughs> he, he knew the situation. It was everywhere. It was impossible to ignore, but he was just trying to. His favorite former running back got cut today. Who's that? Dalvin Cook. Oh, yeah. He got released today. Maybe he'll go back to the Vikings. Maybe he will. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we want to talk a little bit about Louisville stuff. Uh, we, we have new news in the transfer portal. We have new news on the basketball front. Kenny Payne talked to the media today. We'll get into that. Second hour, we'll talk to you guys on the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. Give us a, we, we, Trevor and I did this on Friday. I want to hear from you now. Give us a prediction of something that you genuinely believe will happen in Cardinal sports in 2024. We'll read those a little bit later. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Happy New Year to you from all of us here at 1450-961, The Big X. Back in first Mike Rutherford show of the new year. We're on 2024. This is actually the, it's crazy. I still think about this show being so new, Trev. And this is the now I guess the fourth different year. It seems like so we've only been like a year, right? I know. And you know, we started in 2021. We've had a, a full 2022 and 2023, and now we're starting in 2024. I can't believe we made it this far. To be quite frank with you, after the first couple of weeks, I was like, "There's no way." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure we're going to make it to 2022 at this point. I think within the first week, you had one of the best. What was it? The one where like conversation with you is like pulling a stroller across gravel with the locks on or something. Yeah, that was that was very early. It was a. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what we're going to do here. The phones weren't working the very first day. People were trying to call in. I was like, well, I don't know. We couldn't get guests on because we couldn't use the phone. I think the thing that made you most mad was the laptop thing didn't work. Where you're supposed to be able to do audio from your laptop and that other yeah, studio. I, like, I was, like, I was like, this is why I signed the contract. When they showed me, I was very excited. I was like, I can prepare my own my own cuts of audio. And I was like, I, was like, I don't think this guy's going to do it. And <laughs> Three years later. Three years later, I was totally right. But here we are. We've, we're still going strong somehow. Uh, th- big thanks to you guys for also for making that happen. Hit us up on the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. What do you think happens in 2024 for Cardinal Athletics? Give us one bold prediction. TK, you're not a big, uh, I think we've had this conversation a couple of times before, you're not a big New Year's resolution guy, no. but is there anything that you want, what do you want for yourself in 2024? To, to be back, to, to see 2025. That's, hey, I mean, that's a fine goal. I mean, it's really, yeah, it's about it. I, I, I try to see, keep the bar low, therefore, you know, you know, there's no, you know, disappointment. Uh, nothing really, I mean. I think last year you said Eagles Super Bowl was a big thing, and it yeah, came so close. probably, and it, I mean, I, I don't expect the the repeat to the Super Bowl, this, which is why, when when moments like Carl Shepard steal steal the glory from your from you, you you can't just be like, oh well, we'll get it next year. The, the damn Reno syndrome. I'm you with know? you. I mean, we, who knows what's going to happen? Because I, I, after this year, our whole offensive line is going to be revamped. And it's can I be can I ask you real quick? Whole new story. You got me ranting now. I was going to ask you why well, this will really get you ranting. I want to ask you real quick, genuinely, because I'm somebody who doesn't watch obviously all the ins and the outs of the Eagles, but what. Like in your estimation, what has happened? Because for a while there, it was like, well, they just played a couple of good teams, and yeah, that can happen. But there's very clearly something wrong here. Uh, it's a mix between two things. One, Hertz has taken a couple steps back uh, okay. in terms of the turnovers. 
Uh, I don't know why, but he has. Uh, I think you can you can point some to the play calling because we haven't run the ball as much as we did last year, which is our primary goal. And, and yeah, specifically on defense, the the back the secondary has just been. I mean, Slay and Bradbury. I think have seen their better days as of last year, and they've been injured as well. We've had to start two pretty much undrafted rookies in Ringo and and, and uh, Ricks from LSU and Georgia and. It's uh, the linebackers haven't got the pressure. Reddick and, and some of those guys haven't helped out as much on the defensive line as they did last year. So, just just little things like that. I mean, last year I think I think we're like twenty something sacks short of where we were last year in terms of as, as a team. And like I said, it, it's the window is is about to close because I mean I'd be shocked if Kelsey doesn't retire. Lane Johnson may just retire as well. Um, I mean it's you know, it's gonna we're gonna take a big hit with those two going away. The people don't understand how how. Usually important, especially when it comes to the push touch that Kelsey is. Yeah. I mean, there's a re- – it's oh, – wow, it's a hurt squat pointer. It doesn't hurt you have a Hall of Fame center you know, leading the way in this play. Makes a little bit of a difference. For sure. So, it's it's going to be – I could see kind of a – I don't want to say a down year next year in terms of not maybe making a playoffs, but like something like maybe a 9 or 10 win season next year. I could see him taking a step back. I'm sorry. It's, it's I'm used to it. It's okay. Maybe I've, yeah. I've got my one ring. It's I, I. I will always sit back and look at my one ring. I, I've got the pictures on my wall at my house of Brandon Graham strip sacking Tom Brady. And you were there. I, I was there. I got the autographed picture of Foles catching the uh, Philly special on the wall as well. I've got the Jason Kelsey, the entire speech at the at the parade on on and framed on, on a autographed picture. Get so. a speech framed. I have the entire speech he gave framed. framed yeah, crazy. Shot by shot, <laughs> signed, signed by him. It takes as well. the, it's like the entire wallpaper. It's it's not as big as you think. That's what she had said that before. Yeah. <laughs> it is. This is a if, if we're trying to start the the new year on a positive note, which we'll always be able to do. This this is the now 11 year anniversary of the Sugar Bowl victory over Florida. I always love seeing on January 2nd the the, the highlight quick highlight videos popping up. It was such an, an awesome time to be a U of L fan. You were at the game, right? I was not at the game actually. I was um, I was there that one. I was uh I was here in town. It kind of it was a you know, sort of a, a wild night. Kind of started the the process of Mary and I getting back together and uh, ultimately getting engaged that same year. It was it was a it was a magical night. So you you don't regret not going to the game because it no. resulted in you meeting your wife almost. Yeah, I mean she was supposed to go to the game, and we had been broken up for like a year and a half. And like I was like you know, all my friends got sick, and it turned like like Eric Wood. Actually, he always takes credit for this. He was like, "You got to come out." He's like, "We just won the Sugar Bowl," and I, I went out, and like she actually was out too, and like we kind of you know, got to talking a little bit, and it, it, we didn't get back together or anything like that at that point, but it did lay the foundation for a few the weeks later. The Sugar Bowl is the reason why you're married. I, honestly, if we had lost that game, there's a very good chance that I, we would not be married. Wow, it's crazy. Thank you, Teddy Bridgewater. Thank you, Teddy. Exactly. Yeah, crazy. Cause it's a it's a it's a very crazy story. It was a fun game. It was a very fun game. Uh, you forget how much of a until you watch the highlights. You forget how much of a thorough ass kicking it was uh, for oh, the first like two and a half quarters. And really, we were just kind of holding on at the end. Like we, you know, we were just doing what good teams do in those situations, which is making sure we don't have the gigantic screw ups that allow a, a maybe superior team physically to get back in the game. And thirty three twenty three, not indicative of just how dominant Louisville was in that game. Uh, it was uh, it was awesome. Like that was. You do also forget like. Until you see the score pop up at the very beginning, we were only number twenty-one in the country going into that game. You know th- that we were that season, three, right? 
they were three. You know, they, they were the first team left out of the championship game. They felt like they deserved to, to be in the title game and, and all that stuff. Maybe the greatest defense ever to play college football was the talk going into that game. And we were 21st, and we kind of limped to the finish line after that 9-0 start. We, we'd been beaten pretty badly by Syracuse, lost a, to a bad UConn team at home, and then needed a one-leg, one-arm Teddy Bridgewater to carry us to victory over Rutgers just to get into that game. And so there were a lot of people who thought we were going to get blown out, and didn't happen. But, but, but I mean, we had a lower ranking going into that game than we had this year going into the Holiday Bowl, which is kind of crazy to think about. And, and you know, we may end up finishing with a better ranking than we had going into that game. So, you know, one game can change a gigantic perception of the season. At least it could back then. Maybe not so much anymore. But still, a very, very special memory for U of L fans. So what a time to be alive! Like all the College World Series piling up at that time, uh, the basketball national title obviously happening. This was laying the foundation for what we thought was going to be an even better season in 2013. And unfortunately, the the schedule didn't allow for that, and the loss to Central Florida didn't help either. But it was a just just very very fun. Then Charlie Strong leaves and and kind of temporarily wrecks the football program for a little bit, um, and also wrecks his career for a little bit. He was on the sidelines last night for Alabama. I don't know if you caught that. He was also on an AW pay-per-view once when he was with Jacksonville. That's right. Uh, He was handing footballs to Urban Meyer. That didn't go well either. (laughs) No, it did not. Uh, My favorite part about the the Sugar Bowl, other than just the victory itself, was just the the, the, the flipping of the guard of of your your non-Louisville fans going into the game where you have no chance. You're going to get your butt kicked. You have no prayer. And after the game, it's well, Florida didn't even try. No, oh, yeah, they didn't care. They weren't even. They weren't even. They weren't. Even, they didn't even want to be there. That's the reason you won the game. I, I just I love them. I, love, I, just, I feast off the misery of others. I don't think I realized how much that game. You, you know, you, here we're so kind of insulated. This is a a college basketball. It, it's a basketball town and all this stuff. And you know, football definitely drives the conversation nationally. But I remember it was the year, it was just a few months after we'd won the national title in basketball. And I, Mary and I had gone on vacation somewhere. And we're, we're coming back from the airport. And this guy had like a Louisville something on. And he was like, yeah, cards. And I was like, yeah. I was like thinking he's going to bring up basketball and Peyton Siva and Luke Hancock and all that stuff. And he's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Miami fan. Like I still, I'll never forget you all beating Florida. I was giving bleep to all my Florida fans about this. It was just like Tuesday going in depth about the Sugar Bowl. And games like that have a lasting impact on your brand nationally. Now, certainly it's not like people are still bringing the game up here. But for a, a while there, that was kind of UofL had gotten itself on the map and, and kind of laid the foundation for it to be a national name going into the ACC. And then we, we had three okay seasons to start and then kind of fell off a cliff a little bit there. And, and now we're, we're working our way back. We're working our way back into to being a national brand. Thanks to Jeff Brom. Who did, by the way, win uh, Card Chronicle 2023 Person of the Year. He got my vote. Deserved victory, I think. Do you vote on it, or you just, you just nominate him? I voted for Jeff. Okay, I voted for Jeff. Are we allowed to tell who we vote for? I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, I just did. Okay, well, I did too. I voted for Jeff. I thought he deserved the award. He, uh, he, he was the finalist. John Cunningham, for a second straight year, I'd forgotten until I looked at last year's post, that he had been uh, a finalist uh, last year as well. Anna DeBeer, who had a fantastic year for volleyball, was a finalist. Anna DeBeer, Brian Hudson. Got a, a nomination. He was on the final list. And then the, the Ville TBT team, which I thought was a good nomination because of how fun that was this summer and I think how much it made people remember. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of had too, but then I, I went back and like watched some of the highlights and I was like, oh, yeah, 
they made basketball fun for the first time in like five years. So <laughs> they got a little bit of love there. But Jeff Brom ended up winning forty-six uh, percent of the vote. So he was a like it should have been more a runaway winner. John Cunningham actually was second with twenty-four percent of the vote. <laughs> I love him. When you say his name, most people are going to be like, "What? Who?" Cincinnati. You got to say Cincinnati. Was it president or AD? AD. AD. That's what I'm okay. Yeah, you got to say the Cincinnati AD, and they're like, "Oh yeah." But when you say his name, it's kind of like, huh? Is that, is that like Richie's brother who went up the stairs with the basketball, never to be seen again? The funniest part of it is then you look at the all-time like it's you know his whole nomination is based on the fact that not only did he hire Scott Satterfield, he paid us like four million dollars to do it, <laughs> and then you look at the past winners list, it's like 2019, Scott Satterfield was the person of the year here, and it's like now we're nominating people that took Scott Satterfield away from us uh, because he was things changing in a heartbeat. Things change, yeah. You know, Vince is on there. We had for a while there, Charlie Strong was not a popular past winner. Um, it's it's uh, you have to choose wisely. You have to think long term. Steve Cragthorpe thankfully never won the award. You chose poorly. I chose. I chose wrong. Um, let's talk about the the transfer portal news from the last couple of days. Louisville. Uh, the what? Play the music. Yeah, first time in the 24. Turn the radios down, people. Here we go. Here we go. It's the transfer portal. That, it is right here, yeah. Yeah, you held that note as long as you've, I think, held a transfer portal note. That was good. <laughs> I didn't cough at the end either. Now, the, the the latest transfer portal news, we lost William Foles, a wide receiver who was who? a freshman wide receiver who looked really good in the spring, according to a lot of people that were out there, did not see the field this fall. But we did lose yesterday, and this I know this is near and dear to your heart, Kevin Coleman is in the portal, a guy that we were very, very, that, yeah, we were very excited to see him come in from Jackson State after being what a prize recruit for Deion Sanders. He was the, um, the the conference freshman of the year. And then, yeah, he maybe didn't live up to our expectations this season, but still he was the only wide receiver who caught at least one pass in every single game this year. He did a good job as our punt returner. I had some big moments. The, the, the touchdown against Miami to lock up the ACC title game trip was certainly a, a big-time play by a big-time player. And he now... Because of the new rule that's in effect with the NCAA losing in court for the billionth time, two-time transfers, he doesn't have to sit out a year. So he can be immediately eligible anywhere he wants to go. You do wonder if that rule had not been enacted, if he would have just stuck around for at least another year until he could transfer as a graduate transfer. But he's gone. Another wide receiver in the portal. Are you, I didn't interrupt you. But You're good. I was going to say, because Coleman, and, and I am upset to see Coleman go, because I, I would have liked, I know he under maybe didn't meet expectations, but I would love to see him in another year. Under this offense, but I, the, with him like bouncing and the way a lot of the, play, the players are, is the transfer portal end up going to be maybe a, a hidden like bad thing for these players that can just go on a whim and, and bounce after one year? And because the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Sure, I mean I, I think you've seen a lot of cautionary tales already. I mean I, that's what I'm starting to get worried about is just like people like Coleman are just going to or Tyler Harrell who's just bouncing from school to school now and who knows where he is. I mean is he still in Miami? I don't know. He didn't do much. He, he didn't. Yeah, he I mean, he hadn't done just, anything since he left Louisville. No, and that's just I'm just I'm and that's I'm trying to be because I you know I'm upset to see Coleman go and I am, but I just I, I worry that it's just like you're gonna see you know if a player just doesn't get right away the, the top, what he wants he's just gonna bounce and it's not the smartest thing to do. And look, I mean, Coleman was the starter this year. He, he played, was played too, yeah. every game, had ample opportunity to put up big time numbers. 
I don't know if he. Yeah, you know, I, I can't speak for Kevin Coleman. I do know if the staff liked him. I think that that he and Chris Bell were the guys that you heard. They were like, we want to bring them back for next year. Yeah. But I don't know if maybe he looked around and said, look, Louisville just got Colin Lacey, who's pretty much my size. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, Coleman's like five eleven. Lacey's like five ten. Maybe in in Lacey is the presumed number one overall receiver in the transfer portal. You don't bring a guy like that in and tell him that he's going to come off the bench or he's going to split reps with somebody. I, I don't know if if, uh, if that was the driving force in Coleman choosing to leave, but it, I, I don't like seeing him go. I would have loved to have kept around for another year, but you know, guys got to do what they're going to do, and if he felt like he could get a better NIL deal somewhere else, then so be it. I think the staff feels good about bringing Lacey in. You've also got Ja'Cory Brooks coming in from Alabama. Um, I think that you know they will bring some guys back from this receiving core. But this was the one position group that I said a few weeks ago, like, you're going to lose a ton of guys because they want to bring in some new guys. I think they felt like they the receivers weren't quite as dynamic as they were hoping they were going to be. Some of the the younger guys weren't what they looked like they were going to be on, on their film. And you're bringing in some in this transfer portal class. You're bringing in some in this traditional recruiting class. You're bringing in, uh, you know, you're going to bring back some of these younger guys that we didn't see. I think Katoris Hicks, they'd love to have him back. I would not be shocked at all if he stuck around. We'll see what happens with Chris Bell and some of these other guys that we did see this past year. But Coleman, having him in the portal definitely was uh, was one that jumped out. It was, I hate to see him go. And I know you were real excited about him when he came yeah, in. Yeah, and I was kind of excited to get us even a second year with him. I mean, but because I just don't want to be I – don't, I don't want to have to, like, just – Rotate every receiver and quarterback yeah. year by year. I mean, I just, I, 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 I trust Brom to be successful to a degree, especially with that philosophy. But I just don't think you. That's the best way to go. That's just not my, not my. That's my perspective. Now there was good transfer portal news on the the evening of the thirtieth. Florida cornerback transfer Jalen Kimber, who spent his entire career in the SEC, including the last two with Florida. Uh, has announced that he's committed to play for U of L. He's got two years of eligibility uh, left, I believe. Um, was a starter the past two years. Played all twelve games for Florida this past season. Eleven starts. Second on the Gators in pass breakups with five. Also had twenty three tackles and a fumble recovery. His first two years he spent uh, with Georgia, but saw minimal minimal action there. Just three tackles and playing in three total games. So a guy with a you know big time recruit coming out of high school. Big time experience playing at Florida the last couple of years. We need some cornerbacks now. Jarvis Brownlee officially announcing that he's going to the the, the pros. We're still not sure what's going to happen with Quincy Riley. Storm Duck is moving on. Um, we need help in the secondary, and Jalen Kimber, I think, will will be able to provide that. Today was last day of the portal, right? Portal's closing today. You close today. You can still get guys, but you players cannot enter the transfer portal. Yeah, and to to enter after today, you have to be a grad transfer, I believe, right? I think that's correct. And so I'm, I'm trying to look through. I'm looking to the list of us. We lost 14 players. I think 15 now is what the number is. Is it 15? And we've brought in 12, I believe. I don't remember Keith Brown even playing this year. Too much he didn't. He? He, he played in. He played in the first two games, and then I think just <laughs> just disappeared. As, as his he, name on the list, I'm like, yeah, he was a guy. Last we were time I remember about. seeing him was he was in my buddy's shop at What the Lou. When, when they announced <laughs> that he entered the portal last week, I think it was. I was like, oh yeah, I'd forgotten about that guy. I was excited <laughs> we got him. <laughs> yeah, he was a he was a big recruit out there. He was going to help us at, at linebacker immediately and then it was like oh yeah so we lost 15 but how many did we bring in 12 i believe okay right as of right now and we will bring in more so there you go it's the Speaking of transport i i'd forget maybe i knew this and you brought it up at one point but i was watching it was i was watching the michigan alabama game last night and michigan's kicker shanking a field goal i'm like james yeah, turner james that's turner. that's our hate guy. to see it james <laughs> no, it's like as soon as they said james turner misses i'm like 
James Turner, wait a minute, our, our James Turner? <laughs> that was the way that he tended to miss, too, is, is he, a lot of hooks when, when he missed in, in big moments. I, I mean, I'm sure you told me. I'm, I remember our punter going to Colorado. but yeah, I Bassett. Yeah, I, I just I just had forgotten. I guess Turner went to Michigan. Yeah, I mean, I saw him early in the game too when they had the the high snap on the extra point, falling back and diving on the the snap, and it yeah. was. And then when he hooked the field goal, I literally texted my buddies like, "Hate to see it, James." All caps. I mean, I've got no ill will towards James Turner. I think no one despised James Turner more than our own Rashawn Myers. Like for some reason, he just like did not like James Turner. Yeah. Like he'd miss a kick and he'd text me like, "Told you, this is why we need a new kicker." All right, it's a wrap on hour number one. We'll come back four o'clock hours up next. We'll turn things over to you guys for the first time. On the Thornton Sex Line in 2024. 502-414-1450 is the number. Get your thoughts in now. We'll talk to you after the break here on 1450 and 96.1. He knew because then Danny started like jokingly talking like using that line when he would send pictures of his family because you know they're all michigan fans uh, um okay. back, so that was like 20 i want to say 2016 2017 whenever he first got the job and they've been <laughs> they've been doing it since then so just so the first like four years of doing it he was doing it ironically i guess i mean it, they, know, everyone had it better than them for the first like three or four years he was you know he was basically ryan day which couldn't you know won every game yeah. besides the rival the games he needed to win the most michigan state and, and ohio state i did also see that one that is it's could be one of the dumbest like slogans for a team. Well, I mean, they also just said "bet" this, this whole year. And, like, you know, everybody over the age of forty was like, "What the hell does bet mean?" <laughs> just, well, <laughs> no, I know bet. That's that's. I mean, it's just like okay, you're on. You know, yeah, exactly. Like, you don't think we can do this? Do, do kids not bet. Do, do kids not know that anymore? Is it is it too on the nose? Because uh, no, all my friends were like, "What the hell does bet mean?" I was like, "Because the kids today's slogans always have to have nothing like." Like to say no cap has how's that anything to do with a lie? It doesn't even make any sense. Cap mean capping means lying, but so that, no that, cap that, means not lying. That, there's that, there's nothing. How is that anywhere connected in the English language to, to to a lie? Well, I thought you used to get mad that they would do slang that was like just changing words and making it like based off of that. Like you've 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 said it both ways now. You were like they're just taking old slang and just change like playing off of that. So you're mad. That's now, always now, annoying too. So now you're so you're just mad at you. Basically, you're just gonna be annoyed by the kids no matter what they do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the American way. I think. It's, I don't think it's just the American way. I think that's just life in general. I mean, who's got better than them? Everybody. Who's got it better than it? Well, not right now. I did see that Jim Harbaugh he signed a deal with a new agent last week, and the agent does specialize in the NFL. So everyone just assuming like this guy's. Is probably gone. He's probably going to bounce after this. But is he, he going to go to Chicago? I mean, the you know, Chargers, you know, you know, all this stuff. So I thought Lincoln Riley supposed to be the Charger job, but that's I guess. the big rumor. But yeah, we'll see. Who knows? Maybe he'll stay there forever. Maybe maybe he's going to go to Washington if they lose. We, we don't know. We don't know what's going on. You see, Kellen just bounces with it. I mean, I could I could see him going to the NFL after this year. I could too. I mean, he's he's semi young still. I mean, it's better better strike while the iron's hot. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Uh, I do love that we have one unread KRC text, and I, I've got to read it because the first line made me laugh. Why is Nick a Debbie Downer about Z and calling him underwhelming on KSR Plus when the kid hasn't even played yet? He didn't have to come back. Nick just bad take about B-ball from a football stein. Well, there's a KRC pl- KSR Plus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, of all that you just read there, that's the only thing that stuck out to me was the KSR Plus. Why is Roush such a Debbie Downer about Z? Z, like the, the guy that he's playing for the Cavs? 
No, the the, the, the center is yeah, which I'm I'm assuming I'm not a KSR plus member, but <laughs> nor, I, I, nor I am I. <laughs> I'm assuming that Roush was just reporting people who go to practice saying that he hasn't been very good. I don't think that that's necessarily like Roush being like I've. I don't think that his basketball skills will translate at UK because I think that's kind of in the general sense is that this kid's not 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 that good. He's he's fine, but he's not ready to make a gigantic impact for this team, even if he does get declared eligible. Rash is a football Stein, though. That's a good thing, right? I mean, do they mean Stan? I thought they meant like Einstein. Like Stein. That's what I was going with. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm still trying to get over how much KSR Plus costs. (laughs) 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 The irony in a site that made its living by taking the stuff behind paid programming and giving it for free is not wrong. I mean, I'm just saying. You're not wrong. (laughs) Texas is a great New Year's resolution for the Big X is to put minimal effort into improving the station's website. I'm not minimal an analytic. Website? I'm not an analytics guy, but the news release and your picture of the debut of the Mike Rutherford show from two and a half years ago isn't exactly helpful for the SEO. That is every time that I go because I we have I, a website. <laughs> I'll go to the website just to get the link for the streaming when I put it on post and stuff. And every single time that I do, I'm just I'm struck by the the episode of The Office where. Uh, you know, Ryan's trying to like do this innovative website, and Jim's like, "I actually prefer the the current Dunder Mifflin website." And it's like coming in two thousand four. It's like a strange, like just like this like spinning, you know, like MPEG, the graphic. I'm like, that's how I feel about our website. I've done our website TBD. It's not. It's no longer going to get you viruses. It's now TBD. It's legit. Just like announcing the Mike Rutherford show from from, from two and a half years. Ago. I'm surprised it's on there. There's probably there's even a picture. Of Does they even have me on there anywhere? I mean, I would guess no. I was. What is it? That you, I haven't been on that site in like ten years. I didn't. I thought. I thought I got. I thought I went under when the whole uh, the, uh, the the. Oh, sorry. It, it's literally the, the Nigerian Prince incident from back in two thousand seven. I forgot about that. The entire website is literally just my my show announcement with my picture and then <laughs> the stream and the stream link. That's the entire website. There's no other like. No, there's nowhere else to go. <laughs> That's it. It's the whole website. I mean, I like it. I think it's great. I think it's the best website in the world. <laughs> your cop controller picture. It, and it just it just says Mike Rutherford, and it's like it's not even announcing the show. It's just like it just it's just, it's just talking about the show. It's great. It does have the address at the bottom. It does, and then it has public file, which I don't. It's the one clickable link. This is like the, like the, like, the, like the, what was the what was the WordPress website she started? Yeah, <laughs> GeoCities. <laughs> What's this phone number? <laughs> it's like it's my number. It's like, whoa. <laughs> is that your cell number? <laughs> <laughs> Not great. That is hilarious. It's like <laughs> Texas. I, I, I want my picture on here too. This is ridiculous. I got who do we got to talk to about the website? Where's Glenn? He's here. No, I need to talk to him about this website. Texas, a big congrats to Arizona Cardinals coach Gannon, former U of L Cardinals player for their big win at Philadelphia on Sunday. Yeah, form, former Eagles assistant. Yeah, thank you. I see what you're doing, Texer, and I don't like it. I love it. <laughs> I mean, we are like, like there's a very, very real chance that we're going to get Eagles Lions in the, uh, the 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 NFC like semifinals. Oh, I know, and you're going to beat. I've told you this on. I told you're you, very confident we're going to win. I know we're going to turn the ball over at least two times, and you're going to score off at least one of them. And we're going to lose the game. We have to go to Philly though. Like no. I, that's that why doesn't that, matter. Brad Allen's screwing us. I'm telling you, I I, I already know what's going to. I've already seen it. It's happened now. I can't say you're going to get past San Francisco in the conference finals, but you will get there. And if you get there, you'll meet Cleveland in the Super Bowl. 
might. So my father-in-law has been calling for this since the beginning of the season. Like he's a big Browns fan. He's like Lions, Browns, Super Bowl. I'm telling you. I'm, I know. I don't know, but I can't say you're gonna get past San Fran because they are. You think the Browns are genuinely gonna win the AFC? I think they're gonna win. The, I think they're gonna win it all. Really? I, and, and, in, and in typical Browns fashion, they'll win it all with a guy they pulled off the couch, and they'll have to still pay Deshaun Watson sixty-five million dollars. Are you ready for a trivia time? I mean, and they're gonna. Oh, by the way, they're gonna beat Lamar in the conference finals. How bidding is they beat the team that was stolen from their city with a quarterback who last won a Super Bowl with that team. Trivia, I'll, I'll trivia time. Trivia time. I love it. Give me. Give me, give me, give me. What year did the Lions last win a road playoff game? Oh, 1956. Oh, so close. 57. 1957. That was the last championship. Was <laughs> yeah. I always, can't, I always forget if it's 56 or 57. Because well, I know you won. Yeah, because then maybe the 49ers on the road in, in the uh, division yeah. playoff game. In ninety Because in the 91 playoff, whatever, you beat Dallas at home. We did, we and then we got smoked by the Redskins. Yeah, well, Washington was the best team that year. They were really good. Have not won a... But you destroyed Dallas 30-3. to 38-6. Was that what it was? Mm-hmm. I thought it was 33 for some reason. No. That was close. Very close. Texas says, can we talk about a Lamar being amazing, 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 two-time MVP, mf or amazing. Also, don't skip my last text. His last text was, today I wore a headband to school, and some of my ninth graders said that I looked like a Ninja Turtle ruthless. Is that... That's... That's the teacher. I'm just happy that the uh, the kids still know what Ninja Turtles are. I, mean, I think Ninja Turtles are back. They, they, is there any franchise that has like produced more like reboot movies than them? No, deservedly so. It's great. I mean, I know Spider Man's up there, and X Men's been rebooted a few times, and Superman. But like, I feel like every like five years they have to make a new Ninja Turtle movie. You were a Raphael guy, weren't you? Yeah, I'm a Raphael guy. Of course you were. I told you that's the rude I, one. I, I, the I, only I, one with a negative characteristic. <laughs> You're like, that's my guy. I, so I went and saw the first Ninja Turtle live action in theaters when I was a kid. So did I. And the only other time I've been to a Ninja Turtle movie in theaters, and I don't think I've even seen one other than this other one I went theaters. When I was at Western, uh, I went. To, I went. I was like, I'm gonna go. That was. I was like a Tuesday or Wednesday night or whatever. And I was like, I'm gonna go see this movie. And <laughs> I don't know what it is like. I go and I'm literally. Oh, I mean, I'm not even like not figuratively. Literally, only one in the theater. Like, there's nobody in this movie theater. It is you know a Tuesday night in Western Kentucky. You know, and it's the Ninja Turtles, like, CGI movie or whatever. So I go, and I'm sitting in there, and uh, I, the, as the movie starts, like, one more person walks in, and it's just uh, a woman who, I was like, she sits, like, a couple rows up, and I'm like, finally, I'm like, hey, you want to come hang out and watch the movie with me? Long story short, I got the second base. My God. <laughs> the turtles hooked you up. The turtles hooked me up. <laughs> was she attractive? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was going to much like me. She's going to watch a turtle CGI <laughs> movie on Tuesday night by herself. We're exactly like winning the People's I Most Sexiest People Alive awards. Did you date after that? No, you didn't like get her number or anything. Nah, I think I think we hung out like one other time after that. Like after the movie went back to because I lived not far from there. We went back to my apartment for a little bit. And it just out. wasn't the same when you took the Ninja Turtles out of the equation. <laughs> Next day, she she woke up. She's like. He's not really much. He's not as Raphael as I thought he was. The, the magic was gone once the turtles were removed from everything. We realized our relationship was ninety-five percent turtles based. I can't remember anything else about the movie. I mean, I wouldn't either. That's a great story. Thank you. It's a hell of a meet cute. Too bad it didn't work out. No, yeah. I mean, kind of did. <laughs> but yes, Lamar is Lamar is amazing. I don't know how that. Oh yeah, because he the Ninja Turtles thing. Yeah, you're Lam- Donatello, aren't you? I'm a Donatello guy. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you, yeah. No. L- Lamar. On Sunday, I mean, just 
like, like lighting up the Dolphins, slinging it all over the field, especially the week after the quarterback he got comment got uh, got such mainstream reaction, deservedly so. Uh, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he's basically locked up the MVP award. Second time, I know that he wants to win in the playoffs more than he wants to be a two-time MVP for sure. Yeah. But he's he's awfully fun. It, it, this offense seems to be a better fit for him, which is crazy to think because he was so good in the other one. But this probably has – I think it give, like, this team feels like more of a realistic Super Bowl contender than any of the other ones that he's, he's played on. And he, you know, some of those teams were pretty good. I think they've, you know, they're more well-rounded. They've got more weapons. Uh, Andrew's not being healthy has, has sucked, and they haven't really missed a beat. But like they looked awfully good on Sunday. Texas, wow, I was looking for just one positive reason why I shouldn't jump, but after listening to the introduction of the Rutherford show, well, I mean, it's it's a tough time. We're starting new, though. We've got things to look forward to. Look, look, 2024 overall is going to be a good year. I feel confident about that. Yeah, I mean, look at this way. We're only three months away from getting a new basketball coach, hopefully. Yeah, if, even if this basketball season sucks, it's only going to... It will suck for two or three months, and then we'll we'll have the excitement of bringing in a new coach and getting some new players. And the majority of 2024 will be positive basketball-wise. The, the women's basketball team had a big win over Miami in a ranked yep. battle over the weekend. They're going to be good again. You know, they, they certainly they, they, I, they could be Sweet 16, maybe Elite 8 good if things break their way. Baseball, I fully expect to bounce back and give us some fun things to look forward to in May and June. And then, you know... Football should be very exciting. I expect the football will be probably preseason top 25, maybe right outside. you got the 12-team playoff this year, which should add even more excitement. And then you know we'll see. In this year, we'll get to see how the new, probably, men's basketball coach starts faring. So it's uh, it's going to be uh, – the first. Co- I'm just saying the first couple months are going to be a tough road slide. It might be a little rough, but we'll get through it. Uh, by the way, speaking of which, that, that text are just sending a text right in. Uh-huh. Read that and tell me if you think it, he meant to send it to us or someone else. Uh, Tex says, I got arrested last time. I tried to put it in wherever I wanted. Do <laughs> you think that was meant for us? Yes, because I was talking about Lamar putting the ball wherever he wanted oh, to okay, and Penix okay. putting it wherever oh, he wanted to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe he actually sent that to like somebody was like, <laughs> whoopsie, I meant to send it to the rest of our show. <laughs> no, I think that was. Uh, yeah. I got you. Yeah. It's going to be a fun year. I'm excited. About uh, after March. After March, but I mean that the coach. Here's the other thing too is I, I think that we're in a position you where the Lions run at least maybe so. Yeah, I've got so I, I still got football stuff to look forward to. I'm excited about it. You realize Louisville and the Eagles have both started ten and one and lost three in a row. Ooh, I didn't. I did not put that together. <laughs> yeah, don't trust me. I did. <laughs> I, I think that the other thing about this coaching search, and maybe maybe I'm wrong about this, but I feel like the fan base now. Like we're we're more likely to do the, the the generic fan thing and just talk ourselves into whoever we hire than we were a couple of years ago, because we are so like, we're even more desperate to be good at basketball now than we were, you know, at, at the end of the Chris Mack era because these last two years have been so bad. Like I, I I think that we are like like everybody now is going to want to believe that whoever we hire, and even if it winds up being somebody who doesn't initially just get everybody going. I think like we will do the thing where we do a deep dive and just fully sell ourselves on whoever this next coach is. Like if it's, yeah, you know, pick pick a random name. Like I mean, I was gonna say Mark Pope at BYU, but I think everyone would be pretty excited if we got him now because they're like number three in the country on Ken Palm. But if we got Wade Wilson or Wilson, what his name is? Who the guy from LSU? Oh, Will Wade. Will well, Wade. I mean, he's killing it at McNeese. Like, that's, that's, <laughs> people be excited Wilson about that. Was Deadpool. <laughs> if we got Brad Brownell from Clemson. 
Like let, let's say that. Okay, that's pretty... who has been having a great year this year, but has been wildly, I'd say, just above average, but not well above average throughout his career at Clemson. We would do the thing where initially we'd be like, eh, you know, I wish we got someone else, but then we'd be like, you know what? After hearing him talk, he loves U of L. He wants to be here. I love the system. Look at these back cuts. Look at this uh, this motion continuity offense that they're running. Look at all the look at how hard they defend. Like whoever it is, I feel like we're really going to talk ourselves into the basketball coach. And whether we're right or, or, or we're wrong, it should make for like a fun summer where we're getting excited about the roster being put together. And we're getting, like every time this guy talks, Kenny Payne has been so bad behind a microphone. Oh, yeah. Like anytime this guy, he could just get up there and be like. I think Louisville's the best basketball program in the country. We're like, oh my God, this guy gets it. Put him in front of a microphone all summer long. Do a tour. He just like steps up there. He's like, the Louisville basketball program has the best fans in the country. We're like, yes, he nailed it. This guy's great. Don't forget the, man, he could do that at Clemson. He could scout our recruiting talent. Exactly. He's going to be even twice as good. What do you guys want? How, Those how are my favorites. How are you going to play? Nobody's going to outwork us. Oh, <laughs> like fans are just like running out in the street downtown, just celebrating. Like, like th- this person, the bar is so low. It's why I've said like the, the what's the circling gif where the, the, the guy's doing the face? He's like, oh, yeah. Like, like everyone's like, oh, who would we even want to take this job? I'm like, I don't think the job's ever been more attractive. Like, when have you ever been able to go to Louisville? And if you win like 16 games next year, you're, we'll make you the grand marshal of the Derby Parade. Like, you can do whatever as long as you say the right things and make it semi-exciting and give us some you know, some some piece of evidence that things are going to get better moving forward then like cool you hit a home run and that's never been the, you could have like the fifth worst season of any of our lifetimes and people will be like you know i think this is the guy i think we got our guy we're good to go texter says 502-414-1450 uh, the lions got bleeped they did yeah i agree not even a courtesy not even a, <laughs> not even a courtesy pop <laughs> Just no prep. <laughs> Texas says, who wins more games this year, L or the Detroit Pistons? Hey, the Pistons finally won. Pistons are so bad. They are. Aren't they paying like Monty Williams a bunch of money, too? Probably, probably they're an NBA team. <laughs> the Pistons are 3-30 and 30 right now. Oh, we are, uh, what's our, we're, we're, we're five and 5-7? They'll win more than us. Yeah. yeah. They play, eight, what, 82 games? Yeah. They should win more. If they don't, then... Trade coaches. I mean, the the record for fewest wins in the season is what eleven? I think is that yeah. It, it, wasn't it that it was that Nuggets team that uh, the Sean Moth was calling? Wasn't no, it? No, no. The worst was the, was the Philly team from back in like the sixties. I think they went oh, like really? eleven and seventy or something. Okay, yeah, twelve and seventy or something like that. And someone came close to breaking it recently, but they ended up not doing it. It might have been that Denver team, but the no. the twenty twenty. Um, let's see. It looks like the Bobcats in twenty eleven twelve. Won seven games. Did he really? That's incredible, actually. That's I, I did not remember that. Yeah, 2011 12 Bobcats went seven and 59. Now, they played fewer games. Oh, I guess those that was lo- the those lockout year. season. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So the most losses in a season, you're right. In the a, 72 73 Sixers lost yeah. 73 games. Yeah. So eight, they went 11 and 73. I had that right. Okay, yeah, when you yeah, threw yeah. that at me, I was like, wait a second, how do I? Well, not I, know? I saw the answer. I'm like, they went seven and <laughs> seven and 75 or what? Seven and seven and 77. I actually saw the Bobcats play uh, in ba- play a game in uh, Charlotte. I was when I went to go when I went to go visit uh, uh, UNCC. I went to uh, the Bobcats were in town. I was like, I'm gonna go see a game. And I, the best part about the game was the the day like the, the, the that morning. The, I guess they traded Keith Bogans to the Rockets for Lonnie Baxter. 
I just never forget it because when we get to the game, I was with the scrubs dating time and they had Bogan's jerseys. They were selling them for like six bucks. And I just ended up buying a bunch of them and started getting all my UK. I was like, here you go. I'm like, Keith Bogan's jersey. <laughs> I went in there. I was like, I want 10 on the line. He's like, what? <laughs> like, hey, I want all the Bogan's jerseys. Give them to me. When we went to Charlotte, and we went, we went to the uh, the Sweet 16 of the Elite Eight games in Charlotte in 2008. When we beat Tennessee and lost to Carolina. And after the, I think it was the, it was like the, the night in between. We, we went to the game. I think it was, I think we played Thursday, Saturday. So we went to the game on Thursday, uh, went out, celebrated. Then Friday, we had like the night to ourselves. So we went to like a, a club in Charlotte. We had a couple friends that were living down there and like waiting to get in. Sean May, who had been like, he was like hurt. He'd be he'd, like missed like all this time after they drafted him. He's like dancing outside, like in the line, like waiting to get in. <laughs> and all these people are like, I thought your knee was bleeped up, Sean. Like just like yelling at him. Like I was like, these are Bobcats fans just tortured. Like the, the, the terrible franchise. Bobcats don't exist anymore. That's right. It did be, you know, just saying, screw this, this is stupid. We're just going to become the Hornets again. Which was smart. New Orleans, you dropped the Hornets and become the Pelicans. I actually went and saw a Pelicans game when I was uh, during the Sugar Bowl week. You're all over the place in the NBA. I, anytime, I don't maybe like me, like anytime I go like out of town on a trip somewhere, like I always like want to emphasize like if there's a chance I can go to like a, even a baseball, football, or basketball game while I'm there, I want to do it. I do like seeing the stadiums at least. Like when we went to Boulder, I had to see the, the Colorado Stadium, um, Fort Collins. We dro- at least drove past the Colorado State Stadium and Arena that are pretty close to each other. I mean, I missed my flight in Orlando one time and had to stay an extra day and just end up going to see the Magic and Knicks play that night. Yeah, I feel like if I was traveling solo, I I would absolutely do it. Now it's a little bit different when I'm traveling with my wife and kids. And you're right, that's a different. That is a horse of a different color, right there. Texas, I love how Trevor says Spanish is easy when he got the answer wrong to a relatively elementary question on local TV at Wagner. I still need to work your contacts for that video, Mike. I watched the bowl game in Milwaukee on some Iowa with some Iowa fans, and they laughed at Brian Brom being the OC. And I said, "Is this about Kenny Payne?" They didn't get the reference. <laughs> what was the question that you got asked on it? Oh, I can't remember. They they dubbed my voice to make it <laughs> sound like right, I got it right. right. That's right. Miss Ross, shout out to Miss Ross out there. <laughs> I forgot all about that story. I, yeah, I had to do a Spanish. I took Spanish my because remember when I signed my yearbook. They had me listed in the Spanish club. I was like, I don't remember being in the Spanish club. Like, There's my picture in there from Spanish class. Uh, I don't remember what the question was. I just remember being up there, and I was so nervous. And that's the reason she let me pass, was, even though I got it wrong, was because the camera was right in my face. But, yeah, they, like it was like one of those sound like bad dubs jobs where, like, when you're watching Major League and Tom Ber- Berenger's like, I'm going to cut off your yeah. guts. And shove them down your throat. Si se puede. It's like, that's not Trevor's voice. Deme seis naranas. It was like perfect Spanish with the rolling of the R. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. hey, was, was that a 35-year-old rec- woman? He record this and show it to everybody. <laughs> Crushed it. That's uh, so funny. It was, yeah. Uh, that video, I don't even remember. I, I, who knows what news channel it was. If you could ever find that footage, that would be awesome. Texas, congrats on winning the big one, Mike. Also, congrats to TK for taking one this weekend. <laughs> You're welcome. It did feel good. I, I knew the rest of the league didn't want me to win this year too, which made it even better. Uh, I I, I love taking on the villain role, and like it got oh, my buddy just texted me during the show. He was like, "Hey, uh, what are you doing? Are you what are you are you busy later? You think you can drop off the trophy?" No, I'm like no. I also I won. My team was too big to fail. Like I, I made all the wrong managerial moves this week. Like I, I picked up a defense. I had Saints defense. They scored like twenty one points. I picked up Seahawks defense. They got me negative points. Uh, I like I benched A Chain and James Conner, who both had like twenty four points. And my running backs didn't do that much. Like I 
if Lamar hadn't gone off, like I, I kind of tried to lose the game, but they, and it kind of it got a little bit interesting. Uh, like I left the door open just a little bit. The Sunday night game, he had uh, Addison and then picked up Jaden uh, Wade, the, the the or Green, the, the, the whoever the wide receiver for the Packers is, the young kid, the speedster. And I had tried to pick him up earlier. I thought about picking him up just to keep him away. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, over, I'm overthinking this. I don't need to do it. And then he scores the two early touchdowns, and I was like, okay, I'm a little bit nervous here. But I ended up winning handily. Third championship. Fifth time in the championship game in the last eight years. I'm the new force in the league after I was pretty terrible the first like 10 years I played. I can admit it, but feeling good now. Very proud of this victory. Happy to have the trophy coming back home. Also happy to have the money already in my PayPal account. Feeling good. Wow, you got that quick. Oh, yeah. I got the regular season championship money and now the overall champion money. Texas says, officially brought this baby back this year. It's the He's got his own championship belt nice. like you have. What's the name of your league? Oh, it's just his fantasy league championship. Oh, is that what it's? Yeah, you got to put like. Well, mine's a little man league, but uh, I think we get rings now in our, our league. We just started doing it last. Yeah, year. I'm in another league that, that does do rings as well. Uh, I haven't won it, so I haven't gotten a ring. But I mean, if I had to go back and do it, I'd probably like a belt would be. I would maybe do it just a championship belt with our league. But I like our trophy because it's got kind of the whole, you know, the the Stanley Cup kind of feel with all the names on the plaques and everything. That's what we do. See, yeah. I'm, I made our trophy like one summer when I was in college. Like, just like you put like the little, like, I spray painted a football gold and like kind of like uh, <laughs> screwed these like pieces of, of board together, sawed these, uh, these like little kind of holder. I'm intrigued to see your trophy. See, mine's bought. I went, I I'll show you a picture. Yeah. Of it. It's yeah. a, well, I'll see when you bring it in. It, I, I used to be way more handy than I am now. I don't think I could probably do this now, but yeah, we have all of our names on the, on the back. So it's, uh, it's kind of fun. When I worked at St. Joe's, the orphanage, they had this, this attic where they had all these like old, just like stuff that'd been stowed away there for like 40, 50 years. And so I took, I asked if I could take like a bunch of these old trophies and just like screwed them in at the base of our, like the big trophy. So we've got, there's like a ship. <laughs> there's like a what looks like an Olympian like holding like one of those little like wreaths that they the crowns that they put on their heads and then there's like a I think like a lady holding a baby like trophy like I just, I, I just, just screwed I'm them all on there see this, it's yeah. very funny Danny broke one of them when he won Aww. the trophy in college he like was like flying over railroad tracks and like had the trophy in the back I knew we should never have given it to him Texas I also can't say that the the, the name of my league on the radio <laughs> Texas says, my bold prediction for 2024 is actually that we lose a high-profile coach, DBK, Waltz, McDonald, something like that. Well, I hope you're wrong. Oh, yeah, really? I, I think that we just, like, people talk about Josh Hurd being under pressure and stuff, and I, I, I do agree, like, this this next hire will kind of define his standing amongst the UofL fan base, but I do think that he deserves credit for, and Vince Dyre deserves credit for this as well, yeah. like, keeping... Dan McDonald and, and Jeff Wall specifically, I know DBK is is a little bit newer than those two, guys who came here for Tom Jurich, uh, Danny Buspin Kelly was also a Jurich hire, and who easily could have left when uh, an athletic director who was very invested in non-revenue sports you know, was ousted. I, I know that a lot of people were upset about it. I think that it ultimately led to Ken Lola stepping away. Um, I think some others were, 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 were not happy about it. And, and to both Vince and Josh's credit, like keeping those people around and keeping the programs rolling is no small thing, and they do deserve credit for that. Because Walls, I mean, he gets targeted every single year. He entertains offers. Dan McDonald, we know for a fact. I mean, it's been out there several times that some big name programs with with maybe more resources and more history have come after him. I'm sure Danny Busboom Kelly has fielded offers in the last few years, and yet all three of those are still here coaching at U of L. 
And I hope that the text is wrong because I, I don't want I don't want any of them to leave. I, I think Busboom Kelly is not going to leave for anybody but Nebraska. Yeah, the Nebraska coach retires and maybe yeah. she, we know she's gone. Like it's, in, it's, it's basically in her contract. Like, hey, I'm the next coach at Nebraska. <laughs> when he steps away, like that will be my gig. Uh, but I don't think she's going to leave for any other job. McDonald, I think this is. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, he, you had that little bit of back and forth between him and, and the brass last year where he was, you know, the, the season was bad, and he's coming out and being like, I was promised these facility upgrades and they just, they haven't happened. And I mean, like, like in his defense, I know a lot of people were like this, this, he's making excuses for having a down season. Louisville's facilities have fallen way far behind in baseball. Like like the dugout hasn't been updated in in forever. This new hack shack was talked about being done like three years ago. And we still haven't seen that happen. Like they do need to step it up there, but I get, there's only so much money to go around right now. But if you want to keep a coach who's widely believed to be one of the five, six best in the sport, you, you kind of you got to step it up a little bit. Yeah, Jim Patterson, put some more money up. Uh, let's go to break. When we come back, more for you guys on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Here kicking off Back in 2024, first show edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. As Trevor plays music from, uh, what, Seattle area? Yeah, going to Seattle. Celebrate the Huskies victory. (laughs) This is 2024, like a little grunge. That feels the grungy start to the year. That's fine. See the grunge. I guess I've heard it. Have you heard? The, have you heard the new scoot spot we've got with the no pushing the apartment complex? No. The, Is it grungy? No, it's just. Uh, it's the candle off forever place. He's just like it's a beautiful view. He's like I don't know. Just Scoot's voice just doesn't make me want to move. Scoot's texted me yesterday, very upset that he couldn't get a hold of you. I know. He's like, if you talk to Trevor at all, I'm getting worried. I was like, I, I was like, I, I was complaining about the Lions game to him Saturday night. I think he's okay. I think he's fine. <laughs> he, he, he called my phone like 28 times. <laughs> like, I didn't have my phone with me. Because I, so I was back in my bedroom. I was sleeping. And my phone was actually in my, like, den or whatever, you know, where I watch my TV and stuff. I just left it there from the night before. I just forgot. Normally, I don't do that. That's just how, like, groggy I was. And I don't know how much battery was on it. But, like, when I went to go get it, like, late, like, that, later that evening, that Sunday night, I was like, it's, like, dead. I'm like, why did my phone die? And I looked, and I was like, he called my phone so many times, it killed the battery. That's extraordinary. Have you ever had a – because you've had some crazy ex-girlfriends. We've established that on the show. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had that type of ex-girlfriend, like the – Yeah, start to wonder if it's me or them, right? Yeah, like, like the, the wake up and I've – oh, my God, they've texted me 75 times last oh, night. Yeah. You've, you've had that? Well, not really because – the 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 last crazy the, the last craziest ones I've, most of my crazies came before like cell phone days. Ah, uh, gotcha. I mean, I guess not. I would say all before cell phone, but yeah, majority like the last crazy one was like early cell, still early cell phone days. So no, I really didn't have that. I'm sure it is different. Now. I had pop ins though. I'm sure it is different now because like. I'm assuming drunk texting is more of a thing. Like when we were in college, like drunk dial was the was the big deal. And I had one of my one of my best friends. He had the classic like you know first love in high school, and they broke up. 
like halfway through senior year, and she very much was still like obsessed with him. And so every weekend in college, like it, it was, in, you know, she went to UK and we went to Dayton. But like his phone would just start blowing up, and he would just have to like silence his phone. <laughs> and he would just like he, he's like the next morning would be like, "What was the number?" He's like, "She called me eighty nine times." And like I, I just it was like I was like Lord. I was like, at what point are you on call like sixty two, being like, I think this is the one. I think this is where he's gonna. <laughs> this is when he's going to wake up. He's gonna answer the call and be like, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm rethinking everything. I love you. I'm transferring to go just be with you. <laughs> I mean, people are crazy. If you're calling every time, do you, does, you do let it go to voicemail every time? It has to. Do you leave a voicemail each one? It has to, yeah. I mean, I don't even remember the last time I left a voicemail that wasn't like work-related. Yeah, I mean, if, if anybody calls me now, I'm just like, you know, text me. Yeah. Unless unless you're about to die and you need my help and I'm the only person that can save you some for some reason, yeah, I, think, yeah, I need I think, you to text me. I think I've called you like, what, maybe three times since in the three years I've been known. Yeah, and it's been like a dire situation. Yeah, like, well, yeah one was, it was, it was like, I just need to tell you something right now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if my, you know, my parents call me, I'm... I'm I enjoy talking to my parents on the phone. That's that's different. You know, they're older. My mom calls you know. me too, just because she doesn't like texting. Like, it drives her nuts. She's like, if, they, if she gets like one text, she's like, I'm trying to text back. She's like, uh, yeah, yeah, say, yeah. There are certain people. I'm like, all right, we can talk. Yeah. Uh, all right. Speaking of texting, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. We're here yeah. from you guys for the first time in 2024. Love your text as always. Texture says we're doing bold predictions for 2024. What do you think happens in the world of U of Athletics? Give us one. Texas says, I think that we finally beat UK in football. I thought that was been 2023, but I hope you're not wrong, uh, Texer. I've gotten to the point where... I don't feel like that should be like a... What was mine? I don't even remember what I said. Oh, I said we'd win a championship in football, or, I mean, uh, baseball or women's sports or something, didn't I? Or did I, say, I don't think you said that. No, I said uh, no. I said Louisville baseball goes to the College World Series. You did say that, which is That bold. was mine, yeah. I like that one. I said we'll have a different basketball coach and we'll be I'll have a winning record in 12 months from December, wherever that was, 29th. Yeah. I mean, I, I am at the point now, after what happened last year, I, I refuse to pick a Louisville win over UK. Like, yeah. I, like, I, I said I swore I would never, like a few years ago, and even when we were favored in 2021, I'm like, I'm picking UK in the official paper. I'm picking UK in 2022. And then I was like, well, you know, we, we got Satterfield out. We got the Braum energy now. I'm feeling better, so I, I picked us before the season to beat UK. I picked us before the game to beat UK, and now I'm right back to like I'm gonna need to see it. I don't care if we go to Lexington next year as like a 26 point favorite. I'm picking UK to win that yeah. game. I'm gonna need to see it before I finally believe that we're we're over that hump. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and, and just to, again the three we've had what is three U UK football games since we've been together now. Yeah, and not going great. No, and, and I think at this point now I would probably. Be smarter just to go on another date with the grave robbing girl than pick you L again. I mean, it's, <laughs> I can't do it again. I mean, yeah, it's just like I'm not. I'm with you. I'm not doing it. I'm just. I. I thought this year was going to be different. I really did. <laughs> no. Texas says my 2024 prediction for Louisville sports is Jay Wright will be our new basketball coach in March or April. Flip the whole basketball roster in the portal. Louisville baseball will go to Omaha. Louisville volleyball will go back to the Final Four. Jeff Walls wins his first NCAA title. And Louisville football will make the twelve-team playoff going ten and two. Well, if, that, if all of that happens, it's going to be the best year of all time. It's going to give two thousand thirteen a run for its money. I think I give him props. So he, before that, he tried to say like make a joke like the prediction was pain, and he sent my favorite one of my favorite gifts from uh, Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang, Clubber Tang. Love Clubber Lang. Hey, Clubber Tang. Texas, oh, this is the, the the guy who masked himself as a UL fan last week. <laughs> no one was talking about them being the greatest defense of all time. Ha, 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 Mike, quit that. Who was on their D? Talking about the Florida defense? It took me two seconds, so I saw this text earlier, 
to Google greatest football defenses of all time. This story written last year, Bill Connolly, ESPN, ranked the 50 greatest defenses in college football history, has the 2012 Florida Gators at number 26. From that team, draft picks, uh, Sharif Lloyd, Matt Elam, John Bostic, Jordan Reed, Jelani Jenkins. A lot uh, of busts, I'll say that. Yeah, still, Chris Rainey. Yeah. Um, Matt Elam. Elam and Bostic were two huge busts. Bostic was definitely, I mean, but, but still, Bostic's playing in the NFL now. Yeah, he's the one that laid the late hit on on, on Teddy. Uh, Teddy yeah. wasn't even late. It was it was uh, well, I guess it was. It was supposed to be. It was just unnecessary roughness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he completed, but he still completed the pass to uh, Eli, I believe. If I'm mistaken. He did. Well, he, he, well, if he didn't, he got up and he was like, boom, yeah. done. Eli might just never forget because his I think his I think his dad played in the NFL too. But yeah, he was a huge. That was Baltimore Ravens. Boss. He was a bad man. He's a bad. <laughs> Bostic was an absolute just nightmare. Bostic's just like insane, though, supposedly, too. That's, I think that's one of the reasons why I thought he was out of the league already, because I thought he might have been in prison, but could be wrong. Florida played three top 10 teams that year and they, allowed a combined 17 points. Yeah, they, I mean, allowed 14 and a half points per game. Who, the quarterback was Driscoll, right? Yeah, he's terrible. If that offense was anywhere, if they had a decent coach and a decent quarterback, they uh, would have been in the, in the national title game. Uh, he, by the way, that article ranks the number one defense of all time, the 2017 Alabama Crimson Tide that went 13-1 and and allowed 11.9 points per game. Mika Fitzpatrick, uh, yeah. Raekwon Dig- Davis. I mean, how's that Miami, how was the Miami defense? Like, oh, that Miami defense was unreal, yeah. Like the 0-1 defense, I mean, their their second string was could have been like, I think right right below them. Yeah. I, I don't know who, where this rankings have them, but that's that's who I would think. That's what, when you ask me the best defense of all time, that just initially comes to my mind like that 2000, 2001 or whatever defense. Texas, I maintain that UofL broke Florida football. That program hasn't been the same since. They had they went like four and eight the next year, didn't they? They've they've been I mean very they, they've been like you know they're losing to Kentucky now on a consistent <laughs> basis. Mullen had the one good year after that. I think he won like ten or eleven games one year, but they have been. Few and far between good seasons since then. Have they had a good year since then? I think didn't Mullen win eleven games or something? They went to the conference championship game one year, recent, yeah. like fairly recently. I think that's I think that's the year you're thinking of. Yeah, I mean, because that year they won eleven games. Let's see here. Yeah, he, he went ten. Mullen's first two years they went ten and three, and then eleven and two. Yeah, they won the Orange Bowl and the Peach Bowl. Yes, yeah, so they had good. Yeah, they won the Orange Bowl seven to six. Who did they beat in that year? I don't know. Is that what it shows the seven to six final? Oh no, no, no. That, that's their national ranking. I was, I was like, say I was like, what was that game? <laughs> they beat uh, Virginia. Oh, Virginia, thirty six twenty eight. Yeah, an eight and four Virginia team. Um, and then Mullen went eight and four, six and seven. And then Napier, the last two years, has gone six and seven, five and seven. God, yeah, they haven't been. They've been damn. I mean, it also doesn't help they, their coaching hires Muschamp, yeah, McElwain, Mullen, who, who did okay, but I mean. Now Napier, which I forgot who their coach was, to be honest with you, anyway. Not great. Not, we we kind of did break him. I mean, Jim McElwain's, like, success is, like, being, like, photoshopped naked on a shark. Wasn't him. <laughs> yeah, but he, he's the guy should, who looks like him. At this point, he should just claim it, right? I mean, He's kind of leaned into it a little I mean, bit. I mean, he has nothing else going. When, I mean, is he coaching anywhere? Is he, like, Central Michigan or something, isn't he? I have no idea. No clue at all. Yeah, he's in Central Michigan. I got that right. He's, he was as of last year. I guess he's not this year. Go Chips. Go Chips. Texture says, um, let's be real, Mike. Louisville has gotten two transfers, three if you count the QB who are better than who they are replacing. I don't think that's true at all. Um, they both play receiver. Why are you L1C4 Nation fans so high on this team? Defense doesn't look good, and you've added nothing but Ivy League and group of six players. 
I mean, Thor Griffith is on NFL mock drafts. If you want to just say, well, he's an Ivy League guy, I mean, you're probably the same person who was like, Jamari Thrash came from Georgia State last year. Uh, we, we've seen FCS <laughs> transfers and, and group of five transfers make huge impact all over yeah. the Power Five. Uh, I think that that's silly. I think Harvard had two guys that transferred off the team, and Yale had like two guys, didn't they? Well, we got a team. We got we had an offensive lineman from Yale. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the offensive lineman from Texas Tech is widely regarded to be one of the five best offensive linemen in the portal. Uh, feel good about that. I feel good about Tyler Shuck. The two wide receivers are a big deal. We got a bunch of guys on the defensive line. Um, they're doing. I mean, look, it's not us saying this. Like, like Louisville's number one or number two in every transfer portal ranking right now from objective college football folks. Now, so, how much of that though is up quantity over quality? I, I think it's definitely the quantity. But like, we've gotten what, we've got like, three top fifty guys in the portal overall. Because when I look at it, like I think the only, I think there's only like in terms of transfer star ratings, I think we have like maybe one four star and a ton of three stars. It seems like. Do we? That's what I saw like when I was looking at the on three rankings the other day. Really, I think it said Shuck's a three star. Shuck, I can see being a three star. I think the the wide receiver, the Lacy's got to be a five. Both wide they, receivers, Brooks and Lacy, were both four stars, I believe, and everybody else was three stars. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. They've got we have four four star players according to the the on three rankings. Yeah, okay, I may have I may have missed looked at it wrong. I just can't remember exactly. You know. The brain does have some uh, holes in it sometimes. Short-term memory can be a pain. It's okay. Who's the poor other the, the I'm assuming Brooks and Lacey, right? Uh, they've got Kimber, Ja'Cory Brooks, uh, the Monroe Mills kid from Texas Tech, and, and then Lacey. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, Thor Griffith they have as a three-star. I think that's probably a little low, but whatever. I think I remember thinking that surprised me was seeing that he was a three-star. Yeah. I'm all in on Thor. I think the defensive line is going to be great next year. He's got help around him coming back. Still, so. yeah. I mean, Ashton, like for all the guys we get in the portal, bringing back Ashton Gelati is the biggest acquisition, if you want to call it that, of the offseason. Yeah. Texas, I think a wire's crossed in my brain. The North Carolina AD Bubba Cunningham was my neighbor growing up in Indiana when he was the Ball State AD. His son was my age and named John Cunningham. Every time the Cincinnati AD is mentioned, I always assume it's my friend John Cunningham. Is, is that not his friend? Maybe it is. is Thank it? your buddy. <laughs> He's got our football program in a good spot. Texas, the who's got it better than us thing comes from Jack Harbaugh. His dad, John, uses it, and even Willie Taggart used it. I thought it came from a— No, no. Jack Harbaugh didn't— I know Harbaugh's been saying it forever. I didn't realize it was it he, came from his brother. He claims he said at Western? No idea. I mean, that's Jack. That's where Jack coached. Or, no, Jack, that's— uh, Wait a minute. Jack's—is Jack the Baltimore—I'm always getting mixed up. No. Yeah, Jack's the dad, right? Yeah. What's the other Harbaugh? John and uh, oh hell, damn Harbaugh's. <laughs> Jack, John, and who's the one I'm forgetting? Jim. Jim, thank you. The yeah. one, the one that's Jim coaching Michigan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of Jays in there. I know. Well, I was thinking. I remember John because he was always uh, he was for a long time our special teams coach before he became the Ravens. Um, I I don't I did not. I, I don't who knows? Know. Who cares? It's still it's st- a hardball thing. It's stupid anyway. Who's got it better than us? It's the new Big X Network. We'll put it on the website. It's the tagline. <laughs> Big X Sports Radio. Who's got it better than us? Can we just say who's, who is better than us? Nobody? No. Sure. Why not? Right. Texas, I'm almost certain that Scoots made up the term length. Did you see that clip from yesterday? No. Where Reese Davis is, you know, the Jalen Milrow has the, a tattoo that says length. And the acronym is for let a naysayer know. And when Reese Davis started to explain, he's like, 
you know, he's like, he's like the acronym for let a, and then starts to say the, you know, the, the end part of it, which is naysayer. But everybody like I can't keep it together. Like the, two, <laughs> like the, you know, the I think it was uh, Pat McAfee actually interrupts him. He's like, I've just got it. He's, like, he's like, I thought you were gonna. He's like, I was very concerned there. I got very tightened up. I didn't know where that was gonna go. Uh, but yes, Scoots. That's his. Uh, <laughs> that's Scoots's go-to line. That's his saying. Is that what the N stands for? Uh, I mean, <laughs> there might be some debate about that. But according to Milrow, it sounds stands for 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 naysayer. Like an HNIC type moment or something. I yeah. I, I don't. The clip is very funny from from yesterday because everybody like Reese Davis is playing a dangerous game for sure. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Texas says, are any of your 2024 resolutions installing the YouTube cameras? I'm asking for a friend. Well, we don't need to make that because they're coming next week. <laughs> next week. <laughs> I've been told next week for the YouTube cameras. <laughs> Going on three and a half years. They're co- any day now. Any day now. New studio. They'll be here In the time time. before we've got YouTube cameras, we've had, what, three studios? Yeah. (laughs) We Look, hey, we had, to be fair, we had YouTube cameras at the State Fair broadcast. We had three studios, three basketball coaches, two football coaches. The State Fair broadcast, the YouTube cameras, where it's like just me. Two ADs. Talking to you and then getting quiet. I couldn't hear you. You couldn't hear me or you couldn't talk. That was, that was yeah, doing the wrestlers though on there. We had the wrestlers on there. We had the, 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 the dogs, security alarms, and the dogs <laughs> going the entire time. It was great. How did we get those those cameras working and not these? I have no idea. Like I feel like the camera you have in there now, we could probably set it up to like just if, like it would just be you. That would be the same problem, right? Like you would just have you on video, not me, and then you would now because yeah, we, you before we could have had both of us because you could see you like through the glass, and we could have those set up, and we can go back and forth. Yeah. Um, we can do, yeah, we, we can make this happen. Somebody just texted me and said the, the, the mom in the Harbaugh family's name is Jackie. Of course she is. Of course she is. Is that Tom Crean's uh, sister? Is that the. Uh, or is Crean married to a Harbaugh no, sister? Yeah, Crean's married to like Jim's sister, I believe. Jim okay. Yeah. Well, I guess Jim and John would have the same sister, right? Yeah. That's the, their brothers. Typically the way families work. Yes. <laughs> I'm an only child. Leave me alone. Yeah. How <laughs> would I know? <laughs> Texas says a new year, but my mission remains the same. UCLA lost another game and may not make the NCAA tournament, but sure, let's pay $24 million to buy out Mick Cronin's contract. No thanks. He sucks. As my man. No, th- no to Mick Cronin. I saw somebody say, so it's you know, the, Brom, the Bring Brom home guy. You know, he, he's do, been doing this. Uh, he's spamming everybody. He's doing the same thing with the Mick Cronin love. And he, you know, Mick is the pick. He's, every single time I send a tweet, I see like, I've, I, had to, I had to mute him again. I'm sorry, Bring, sorry Patrick. Um, but like every time I see like, look at my tweets, I've got like one muted, person you muted has responded immediately. And it's Mick is the pick. Mick is the pick. Since he started doing this, I think Mick Cronin's 0-5. At UCLA, and they've got a losing record now. They are, uh, they're not having a good year. It's going to be, if you wanted Mick Cronin, and I do think he wants the job, I do. I know that he wanted it two years ago. I've heard that he would like it again this year. But you kind of missed the boat on when his stock was going to be the highest. If you're trying to sell the fan base on him. You say missed the boat. I say we got, we, we dodged a bullet. But I'm saying like if you wanted to, get, if you thought Mick Cronin could kill it here, and you just wanted to sell the fan base on it, it's going to be a lot more difficult. Like they may have a losing record this year. They're not very good. They lost all their guys from last year, besides the, uh, the uh, Dembona. They he, he lost his biggest recruiter to the Raptors in the offseason. They gambled on a lot of foreign players that they were hoping would just be you know, better than maybe. You know, you, you, you're never sure exactly how some of these guys are going to translate, and so far they've not been very good. And like, you know, if we did have to pay a hefty buyout, even if if there is a loophole 
which a lot of people believe there is because of this conference changing, going from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten, it's still gonna you're gonna have to pay them something, and it's gonna be tough to justify if they're coming off of like a you know 12 and 20 type season, which it looks like they they very well might be. Um, yeah, bring bring my home guy. I feel like he, he should should less is more. He should have stuck with this, the bring Brom and, and walked out like on a high note with George Costanza. They're going with the. The Mick is the pick. Just it's just too clever of a name, and doesn't work out for the coach. And you hate sequels, and this I hate this, sequels. This feels like a right. ill-conceived sequel. This is Anchorman two all over again. Yeah, this is Sandlot two. Ugh, Sandlot three. I never. I, I, I don't even know there was a Sandlot three. I think until I started doing the show. <laughs> I watched what, five minutes of Sandlot two, and my body just rejected it. I like, threw up immediately. Like, it's I can't, got can't like do the this. giant wall. The outfield wall is like nothing but like uh, like washer, oh, like dryers and washers and fridges and stuff. It's oh man. Yeah, it, it's like you know, it, it's like the real life version of when they try to do Wayne's World with a corporate sponsor. <laughs> and with him as always is guard. Like they're just trying they're to duplicate just it. Around. Yeah. It's, not, it's not authentic. It's not real. The third one has Luke Perry in it. Totally. In a haunted house, I guess. In a magic baseball. I don't even want to think about that. All right, Pete Luke. Yeah. Texture says, some fans are panicking about the wide receivers transferring out. Having a deep wide receiver room is overrated. Name a great passing offense from the past, and it probably had at most three receivers that mattered. If we end up with two great receivers this year and one quarterback that can get them the ball on time, our offense will roll. Well, teams have had more than three. Just you only see, there's only so many, the ball can be passed around so many times. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think this year's Washington team has three really good wide receivers. They do. Yeah, those guys were <laughs> catching everything last night. I, I mean, we still have. As of right now, we still have Chris Bell from this past team. We have two guys coming in. We've got Jaden Thompson, I guess, technically, is still – he could come back. He played for us a lot this year. Jimmy Callaway. Yeah, I think Thompson Callaway. I think I'm fine with if they wanted to enter the portal. Um, who are the younger guys? Katoris Hicks, I think, will play if he stays. Jahil McClain, who was one of the guys that came over from St. John Bosco, is still around. Um the two, the two, the two big guys are Brooks and Lacey, though. I mean, and I think we're going after more in the portal. So, and also, like what you also, what I think we need to take into consideration is based on what we've done in the portal, like the tight end is going to be a lot more heavily involved in this offense next year. Like Brom loves utilizing the tight end. We barely did it at all this year because of personnel. And I think you saw as the year went on, and we tried to, you know, when Joey Gatewood was playing more, like we wanted to get the tight ends involved. We went out and we got two all-conference guys to come in and play that position for next year. Hopefully Jamari Johnson will take a step forward. I think we could bring Nate Kariski back. So they're going to utilize the tight end, which means less traditional targets for the wide receiving core next Related to Cole? Say what? Nate, is that related to Cole? Then we have a Cole Hulisky or something? Nate Kariski's on the team this year. He's he's coming back, I think. I thought we had a Cole with the same last name, didn't we, at one point? I don't know, but okay. Nate Nate is. Well, we got to go to break. Go to break. 5 o'clock hours up next. Keep it locked right here. Rutherford Show, 1450. The Big X Sports Radio, 1450 and 96.1 FM. Five o'clock hour here of the Mike Rutherford Show, first show of 2024. One of the worst days of the year. If you're head back to work and you're, you know, just you completed the first day back after the holidays, and you're, I don't know, it's really hitting you that the fun breaks have come to an end, 
and you got nothing big to look forward to. Occasional holiday toss. You know, we'll have MLK Day. Occasional holiday tossed in here and there. Maybe doing something fun for spring break. But we for don't the most get, part, we don't get MLK Day off though. Do no, we? we don't. Yeah. But some maybe if you're listening, you do. No, and you're you're heading home, and it's just a it's a rough day. Your mind's still wrapping itself around the fact that all the stuff that you've put off for the last couple of weeks now is is smacking you in the face today. Spend an hour with us here on your drive home. We're gonna make it fun for you, <laughs> or we're going to try. Okay, first day, first show of 2024, five o'clock hour. When I usually, when we like to get weird, right? And that was some that's, of our. That's a you thing. I, I have tried desperately for the last two and a half years to not. This is when you're supposed to have your best information to talk about. You're supposed to be hitting sports hard. It's when people want to listen to you the most. And then you're always like, oh, here's what I, I, I got this stuck in my VCR in 1987. Let's bring First up of the, all, it wasn't 1987, okay? It wasn't my VCR. It was in I'm my, not necessarily re- like referencing that specific no, story. No. I'm just saying that's something that you would say at 5.05 on a well, Tuesday. <laughs> good. This won't shock you then. Uh, so. At the break, like during the break in here, like, I, have you ever had one of those, like, like parts that, like, you can't even stand the smell of? Everyone loves the smell of their own brand. <laughs> Normally, I would agree. But during the break, man, I, I one ripped. It was so bad. I had to open the window in here. Like, my eyes are starting to water. Like, and it's cold outside. But I was like, I can't take this. Is that the whole story? And I opened the window, and of course, there's, like, somebody right outside my window. Like, these people, like, with their kid. I'm like, kid just instantly vomits. <laughs> I just, I know this is an odd movie reference, but for those who have never seen Can't Buy Me Love from uh, 1987, but like there's a scene where like the guy like puts his butt out the window to let one rip, and like this, that kid's hiding in the bushes and like passes out. Like that's I'm like that's gonna have this kid out here. <laughs> Welcome to 2024, Mike Rutherford Show, five o'clock hour. You done? Oh yeah, I mean if I was done, I would have put the window down. This was not the way that I intended to start at the five o'clock hour. Or yeah, the, here we are. The new year. I, I did get a. <laughs> so you've heard all the rumors about the conspiracy theories about how the, there's a script for the NFL, right? Like the players get a script and they, they you know, tells them what to do. And I've never heard that. Oh, it's it's been a big thing on the internet for years. Like like uh, you know they, they've the NFL's rigged. It's all entirely for ratings. It's basically like the WWE, but it's people don't know it. I thought that was the NBA. No, that's that that's people say that's the NFL. So there's. So my buddy texted me this during the break, and this is from Black Adam Schefter on Twitter. That's how you know it's legit. I actually know that account, by the way. It's a supposed NFL script leak for the playoffs. So I don't know if you're ready for this. It has the Lions playing the Browns in the Super Bowl. The third-seeded Lions taking on the fifth-seeded Browns in the Super Bowl. If this winds up happening, then I think we'll all know that the the NFL is officially leaked, uh, is, is officially rigged. It has the Eagles losing to the 49ers, the Lions beating the Cowboys, and the Lions beating the 49ers in the on the road in the conference championship game, and the Browns beating the Bills on the road in the conference championship game. It doesn't say who's going to win. If there's a script for the Super Bowl, why don't we know? Do they need an extra two weeks to, to revamp how they do the Super Bowl? But Lions-Browns, if it happens, just know. I mean, that's how I predicted the Lions, the, the Browns would beat Baltimore in the second round. The Bills that's would, what they have. The Bills, the Bills would exercise their demons against the Chiefs That's as what they well. have, too. And then the uh, Bill. Now, my my buddy agrees with everything I said, but he thinks the Bills. He thinks Josh Allen's going to go John Elway on the Browns. I can see that, which I guess I could too a little bit, but I still think the Browns will win. I mean, that that sounds like you love Flacco. I think Black Adam Shepard ripped me off. Maybe he knows something that you, that you know. I mean, come on. No, I mean, I don't even know what I know. Well, that's true. <laughs> How's he supposed to know what I know? What I don't even know what I know. I'm, 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 I'm getting kind of. I'm a little irritated by this now. Yeah. 
Why you got to be stealing, stealing my thunder there, buddy? Fed uh, up you stole Adam Shepard's name. Have we, you know, we also have not acknowledged the fact that oh, good Lord. The, the, the national championship game, which is going to be played, what, a week from yesterday, January 8th? Yeah. In, like, as soon as that game ends, Michigan versus Washington becomes a Big Ten game. Like, this is the last time that it's ever going to be That's a insane. Pac-12 versus uh, versus Big Ten. This is a classic old, like, feel like Rose Bowl matchup. You, you'd experience this, you can see these teams facing off in Pasadena in the 1990s. I'm excited about this national title game, but it, 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 this will be, like, the last game of semi-normalcy. Like, I, I feel like you and I and everybody listening – we're going to be scrambling to remember what teams are in what conferences. I already am. I mean, I, I, I still am, like, I still kind of do a double take when I'm like, oh, Nebraska versus Rutgers yeah. is a Big Ten game. It, ne- it, Nebraska and right. Maryland are the two I always screw up more than anything. I always forget. Uh, for a long time, I really struggled with Utah. Like, I, I was like, there's no way Utah's in the Pac-12. Well, <laughs> well guess what? You don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> I, I don't. But even this year, like, I, like when, uh, when BYU was playing Cincinnati, I was like, damn, why – why would Cunningham schedule this game? It was a terrible look for 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 yeah. You know, why were you playing BYU? And then I realized, oh, it's a it's a Big Twelve game. Like I, I still am, BYU's in the Big Twelve. BYU's in the Big Twelve. See, I don't even remember year. that. I just, yeah, it's all it's all messed up, and it's gonna take forever for me to realize. Like it'll be like the third week of the season next year before I realize that this is like these teams are playing conference games and not like just what, non-con scheduled games. At what point though do we just like just quit trying to remember? And because I mean. It doesn't matter. Because by the time I learn it, it's going to change again, right? Probably. Also, where do you stand on the – so say Washington wins this title, wins, beats Michigan, and we're like 10 years down the road, and Washington's still in the Big Ten, or Big 20, whatever it's called at the point. And still Big Ten, but a different logo. Like, does does the Big Ten, like, does that do they claim that title? Like, where, where do you no, stand it's, on – it's a Pac-12 title. Cause where do you, I was gonna say where do you stand on the retro claiming of conference titles with the conference moving? No, I mean, I mean they'll do the thing where – and they're – Preseason game notes and stuff. They'll have you know current members of the conference have a combined whatever however many yeah, national titles. Yeah, yeah. But that that is officially it's a Pac-12 national title. Okay. Yeah, which will not exist anymore. Because like Louisville, like in the ACC, does that does that count as a ACC? Them, no, them it's national? not. It's not technically a conference championship for the ACC, but they can do the thing where it's like our current teams have a combined however many national championships. So can the Big Final East Fours. claim the title then? It, it is technically a Big East national title. Okay. Yeah, 2013 is. Because I had a buddy who was talking about the Big East, you know. Was talking the about, AAC has won a national championship. He was talking about the Big East, like how how good it's been over the last few years. And I was like, we go back to, to I was like, they won the title in 13, too. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, does that count? Really? I'm, that's like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I don't know. Is there an official, like, rule on how that works or is it just, like, preference? The official rule is whatever conference you were in when it happened <laughs> is the conference that won the national Okay, title. I didn't yeah. know. I wasn't sure. I didn't know if there was actual, like, in print or anything on this. Yeah. No, that's that's. <laughs> <laughs> or is that just your rule? You wrote it down. No, it's that's. I mean, I think it's pretty <laughs> self-explanatory. You don't get to like just carry over national titles. But again, you can do the thing where it's you just use the 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 verbiage where it's current members of the conference yeah. have won this many national titles. But no, you don't technically get that as an ACC national title. I mean, if you're buying a team to come to your conference, I think you should get their title, right? I mean, you, you again, you can, but it's not technically yours. You know, you don't like get the money from 2013 retroactively put into your collective account. No, but the trophy or would would go to you, right? No, I mean, but Louisville, Louisville and the ACC has their. Well, I don't know if they have the trophy still. I don't know if they took the banner. I don't know if they took the trophy or not. We got the trophy. Okay. Well, so do you take down the banner, but you let us have the trophy. Well, I don't think we can display it, but we got it. We still, we still have the banner. Kenny Klein knows where it is. 
Yeah, I know. The, the, the athletic college basketball staff did this. And what better way to kick off 2024 than a classic ranking of all-time programs debate? But I don't know if you saw this. They're doing tiers of college basketball, like the, the, the power programs. And I think that, you know, tier one, they started off, and this is Dana O'Neill, Kyle Tucker, um, whoever else is over there now, um, Brian Bennett, some other guys. They do the Blue Bloods tier first. And can we all agree, and we have to put kind of rivalry stuff aside and, and our jaded view of, of Louisville aside, the five best programs in college basketball are, I think, not up for debate, right? The The order can be debated, but it's Duke, Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky, UCLA, and some order. Would you agree with that? Yeah. The Duke one always – I always wonder about questioning sometimes because it is the youngest of the group, wouldn't you say? Well, yeah, but they've been the most well, – like easily the most successful in the last Since 1980, roughly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You but can't not have Duke in there. No, you're probably, I mean, you're probably right. But, yeah, that's that's very it's, – it's hard to argue. I guess maybe you could slip somebody else in there. But, yeah, that's pretty much your basic. A hundred people asked, that's probably going to be your answer 95 times in different orders. Yeah, I mean, you can't do the whole thing where it's like, well, Indiana's in there. But in the last – since 2002, Duke's won, what, like three three national titles? I mean, that's kind of like – that's what I'm saying. Like, what if, like, you know, a program, you know, that would – dominate through the 30s 40s but it hasn't done anything since 1980 you know but did as much as duke's done post 1980 like, duke is still also like they're, which they're, would be kind of ucla i guess in that in that manner yeah i mean duke is still <laughs> also number five on the all-time wins list so it's not like that yeah. they're yeah they, johnny and they, come had, and they had multiple final. i mean they had the 66 final four they were in the final championship game in 78 as well so I mean. yeah now the, the the question the big thing duke's number four on the all-time wins list by the way okay. ahead of ucla the 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 question now that the athletic staff conjures is they've got six teams in the blue bloods category. They've added UConn. They've got Connecticut as the number six program in college basketball. I was going to say, would you say UConn or I would almost put Villanova maybe over UConn, right? But their rationale is the most, I guess the simplest one. They've won more national championships since 1999 than any other program. They've won three, right? They've won five. Oh, God. Five? 99, 2004, 2011, yeah. 2014 and 2023. Yeah, cause I'm, yeah. Cause Five I'm national right. titles speaks pretty loudly. Now, the, the, the weird thing about them, yeah. and this is what I think we talked about this after the game. I know I wrote about it after the game. Wow, I didn't realize that, that snuck up on you, did it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like they, they're the biggest feast or famine program that we've ever seen in college basketball. Where when they're good, they're winning national titles, and even when you know, you know, they've won national titles with some just okay teams. 2014 was a not great team that won it as a seven seed. Uh, even 2011 was, I think, a three or a four seed. Not a great team. Just Kemba Walker goes crazy, and, and they win a national title as a result. Yeah, two of those, they just get you right. They got hot, those two seven-seed teams. Yes, they were seven and a three-seed. But when they've been bad, they've been terrible. Like, you know, they, they, they've they missed the national, the NCAA tournament in, I think, like five of the the eight years that have had transpired since their 2014 and 2023 titles. They just, they, you know, they've been way down. Kevin Ollie was a disaster outside of that one national title run. It's And they are... Definitely a program with not a ton of history before Jim Calhoun got there. Yeah, which was in '85. I want to say '86, maybe. But you know, the argument for putting them ahead of programs like Louisville and Indiana is fairly straightforward, which is, you know, 
what you've done recently has to matter like more than what happened back in 1920-1930. Which is what I brought up to you a second ago, yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's – I get it. I, I get why it's a it's a capable argument. I mean, they've, they've won five national titles, but they've also missed the tournament nine times. I know. It's nuts. Like, like they're total that's, feast or famine. I mean, it's – yeah, that's – I didn't realize they'd won. I just, that's kind of like I said, that kind of snuck up on you a little bit right there, didn't it? I but mean, if winning yeah. championships is, you know, is the biggest thing, and it, it is, like, you kind of have to pay respect to the fact that they've won more than anybody else in the, you know, the last, what, does 25 that, does, years. Does that trump, like, consistency, though? I think it has to. Okay, so say, say does, that, does that overmatch a team that's maybe won two national titles, which I believe Bill Nova's, what, won two since that same span? Two or two, yeah. Uh, what are you talking about? I'm just this is just a random example, like Bill Nova. Okay, like just saying, okay, just winning five national titles, but also missing the tournament. As you mentioned, faster, you know, femur, uh, whatever femur, femur. It's a femur bone. <laughs> fast and femurless. Yeah, <laughs> starring Paul Walker, uh, which would be crazy. Is that still is that better though than the team say had won maybe two titles, but is consistently like a top three seat every year and, and just on the. Elite eight, Sweet Sixteen runs every year, so on and so forth. Yeah, I mean, that's the argument. It's, I mean, you know, Nova's yeah. been—they dominated the Big East, especially since the the latest helping of conference realignment. I know Nova hasn't been that consistent, but I'm just—I you know, mean, everybody has. They've really. been wildly consistent since like the mid 2000s. Like they've they've been really good. They've had some NCAA tournament flameouts, but they've also you know had what three Final Four trips and two national titles. Yeah. I guess the question is, you know, let's look at it from our perspective. Would you rather be? Let's say this last period of Louisville basketball didn't happen in the last five years. Like we've been, we've been good. We've been like three, four, five, six, seven seeds that just haven't made maybe one Final Four mixed in, but no national titles. Would you rather be us from say 2003 up until now with one national title, a handful of Final Fours, but like we're always right there in the mix, always in the top 25? Or would you rather be UConn, where when you're bad, like you're not even relevant nationally, but you've won four national championships? I mean, my answer is I want the titles. Yeah, I kind of do too. And I think most people would agree with that. Yeah, I want I want the rings. It's it's what this is about. Like you want national championships. Like I, I mean, Purdue has been incredibly consistent under Matt yeah. Painter. I think I'm pretty sure they would trade all that consistency for. A couple of national championships. Hell, they traded they probably for final, one Final Four. Trip. I was going to say, yeah, they haven't been in the Final Four since 1980. So the, the <laughs> athletic story, they have a they have a tier two A, which is kind of that the, the second best tier of teams where they feel like some of these guys could jump forward into blue blood. Some of them could fall down into the, the the tier below them. In that tier, they've got Arizona, Indiana, Louisville, Michigan State, and Villanova. So UConn's technically like five A and five B. Up, up when UConn, they have them in straight in the blue blood. Okay, but you, that was six. They were the sixteen. Though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the next five are Indian. I mean, is there anybody maybe that that deserves in there other than maybe Arizona? Well, they've got one team in tier two B, which is Gonzaga. They have them in their own tier. No, Arizona just has the national title. Arizona doesn't have. I that. think that's the thing is Gonzaga doesn't yeah. have the national championship. Yeah, that's. I mean. Everybody in that group has a national title, the oldest one being Indiana, right, which would be 87. Yes. Who was the other team you mentioned? Arizona was 97, Louisville 2013, Indiana 87. Who else did you say? Michigan State. 2000. And then Nova, who's won? Two since. Two yeah, since more recently, yeah. I mean, Michigan State's a better, maybe more argument of you're, you know, doing great consistently but never winning a ring in the last 20 years versus and winning a ring. again. Yeah. Kenya Martin could have easily taken that 2001 away. So, yeah. A bunch of Final Fours, not a whole lot to show for it. I mean, 
Michigan State, I mean, they have two national titles as a program. I mean, but then again, I mean, at that point, where do you like, like, what about NC State? They've got two. NC State, they have in tier three. Just for winning two national. I mean, just, where, yeah, where, where, I mean. Actually, they don't even have NC State in tier three. I was going to say, because, I mean, if you're winning two national titles, I mean, there's multiple schools. Cincinnati has two titles. They have Cincinnati in tier three. Do they? I mean, of course, they haven't won them since the 60s. Yeah. I mean, but. They have NC State in tier five, which seems like. Who? NC State in tier five. A program that's won two national titles, they have all the way down to two. I mean, in fairness, though, both their titles. Well, the '74 one was was pretty good, but uh, yeah, but you have a lot of teams in these tiers above them. Like they they start expanding. Like, tier three, they've got Arkansas, Cincinnati, Georgetown, Illinois, Maryland, Marquette, Memphis, Michigan, Ohio State, Oregon, Purdue, Syracuse, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia. Like you've got some programs in there that have never won national titles. Well, take yeah, Texas being one of them. Tennessee, yeah. Tennessee, yeah. Tennessee's they even no final four. Uh, no, best program to ever not go to a Final Four. Is that true? I the old know. debate, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I didn't think they had. Texas only been the, the one that I know of. Oregon's won what? The, they won the first NCAA yeah, tournament? Yeah, 30, 1938 or 39, whatever year it was. It was, 30, it was one of those years. Yeah, because they beat Oregon State was also in the Final Four that year. I want to say when they won it. Um, so my, my statements have been the matter of uh, a matter of argument. Like, angry guy always texts when I bring this up because I always would start when we started doing the show. I'm like, we're the seventh best program, top seven program in college basketball. And then uh, you know, Matt Norlander did this big study uh, on CBS a few years ago where he was like, and he, and he, according to his calculations, like the, the, the formula that they used for it, like Louisville was number six and it wasn't even close. Like Louisville was way ahead of Indiana. And I started thinking about it and I'm like, you know, the last 20 years have to count for something. Like Indiana has been just – They've been nothing since they made kind of a little bit of a fluky run to the national title game no. uh, in 2002. They were four seeds still, but yeah. They were. I mean, they had the, they beat a great Duke team, and yeah. still, like they, they felt yeah. like they didn't belong in that national title game. Knocked out Antonio Gates and Kent State. They did. Um, but like since then, like Indiana hasn't been really like a player. They've had one team that you felt like was Final Four good, maybe national title good in 2013. Yeah. And besides that, like they just they've been a whatever program, and that has to has to matter a little bit. But I do think that you can like I'm now willing to come around on UConn and say I mean five national titles speaks volumes. You can't just gloss over that fact more than anybody else in the sport over that time frame. I'm fine with saying UConn's ahead of Louisville. I'm I, th- I still think Louisville, even with where we are right now, is ahead of Indiana all time. Now maybe that changes if we don't crawl out of this hole in the next two, three, four years and IU starts winning games. But I'm slotting Louisville. I'm I'm, I'm bringing us back to seven. I'm having us behind UConn. I'm still not willing to say UConn's a blue blood just yet, but I, I I can hear the argument. But I think we're seventh best program. That's where I would have us. Yeah, didn't blue in, in the full definition of blue blood is like the longevity of, of legacy. I mean, you can argue. I think, I think everybody argues over what the definition of blue blood is. I always I mean I think of blue blood. I think of like a long time. Like and I, I know it's been twenty years now. And five national titles. That is probably a long time. But I mean, I, I, not long enough to me. Like, I almost want to call them like the new kids on the block still without, you know, the the, the bad People band. use new bloods for other programs. But new that's, bloods. That's more use for like Gonzaga and I think Florida State tried to use it a few years ago, which good luck doing that now after they lost I mean, if anything, UConn falls into that more than anybody. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, it, you know, it's getting to a point now where it's like, you know, I know we're we're of an age where we remember where UConn wasn't like a dominant force in college basketball, but anybody under the age of 35 I mean, they've always been pretty good. Since, I mean, as far as I can remember, I mean, because they, they got really started getting good. 90s. In, in, well, even 88, 89 when they lost to back-to-back, comp, the Big 12. They lost to the Duke to, like, back-to-back years in the uh, lead eight. I think, or they lose the Sweet 16 in the lead eight, something like that. But I, I remember the one where Leitner got suspended because he stepped on, um, 
was it Chris Smith's leg or something like that? Yeah, they're he only did that a lot, by the way. They're only only Elite Eight before 1990 was 1964. Yeah, that was Jim. That was the that was the the, the Leitner double clutch shot at the buzzer to beat him. Yeah. Um, in 89, 89-90. They lost to Washington on a buzzer beater. Or no, they they beat Washington. No, they beat Washington, yeah. On a buzzer beater. He was falling down. McCollum yeah. was the center. I remember that, yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just... But that's been pretty much my majority of my, like, I mean, I was nine years old. I mean, for as long as I can. Yeah, they've been good. Most of my memory, yeah. They've been, they've been a consistent program, so... I'm fine with it. Fine. I'm okay with it. I'm not going to argue it. I would I would have some debate with some of those other tiers maybe, but yeah. Once you get down to the weeds, I'm like, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Who cares about Arkansas versus Cincinnati? Yeah, I mean, Arkansas is still pretty good, but I mean, Arkansas. How how much is it just you know the Nolan Richardson era, if not considered also the Eddie Sutton era too? Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton text line. We'll take a few more texts before we break. Text says, "Who got more cameo requests this weekend, you or Nolan Smith? Did you see Nolan Smith on cameo now?" I did not know that. He but, well, he got a lot of heat from it from Louisville fans. Can he paint on there? Because no, I don't think so. He announced awesome. it on Twitter and he was like, "I'm on cameo now." Like, send some holiday green. People are like, "You're getting paid <laughs> like two hundred fifty thousand dollars per win. Do you really need the extra cameo money?" And I'm like, you know, just yeah, whatever. He's on cameo. It's fine. But his uh, his price is more steep than mine. If you want Nolan Smith to say something to you, it's going to cost you more money than, than how much cost more. Uh, somebody sent me the. I think he's like sixty five bucks. I'm like fifteen bucks. Okay, cause, so if I pay 70 bucks, I can have him send a video and I can forward it over to Josh Hurd that says he's resigning. See, that was the thing. <laughs> like, that was the joke already going. You're allowed to turn down cameo requests. And I yeah, wonder if somebody's paid like $65 to have him be like, hey, I think Kenny Payne sucks. And I, <laughs> Yeah. I agree. I should be fired. Like, I, I wonder if he's gotten any of those. I couldn't even get a G League job. My, I'd be willing to bet that more people are like, like it's more of a a Duke thing, right? Like, because he was first team All American, won a national title at Duke. Like, if you want to get a cameo from Nolan Smith, I think you'd it'd be more likely to be Duke fans of a certain age than like Louisville basketball fans. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't. No, know. I don't think you are. But welcome to cameo, Nolan. We're cameo. We're cam fam right. together. Derek Smith got the. I mean, Derek, Nolan Smith got a cameo before me. Derek, Derek will probably get there too. <laughs> Texas, my bold 2024 UFL sports prediction is the men's team ends their winless November MTE losing streak and wins at least one game in the battle for Atlantis. Also, they finally end their non-conference losing streak against high major teams, either in Atlantis, UK, or the ACC SEC Challenge. We have lost five consecutive multi-team event games, and we will play in the battle for Atlantis next year. Oh, well, the the, the Baja. Bullies were our last ones, right? Right. Yeah, we won both those. We, we don't, don't ever let. Yeah, we're, we're not forgetting that Bahamar Bahamas champions, twenty twenty two. No, it's right. Like the highlight twenty twenty one five years. <laughs> the The field for Atlantis next year is pretty loaded. I, I mean, we've got us, <laughs> except for us, maybe. <laughs> you get we, you got us, Arizona, Creighton, Gonzaga, Indiana, West Virginia, Oklahoma, and Davidson. Now we could beat Davidson if we have the right coach and the right roster. I think we can win at least one game in this thing. Davis's coach retired, didn't he? He did. That's what I thought. What was his name again? Uh, Bob McKillop. Yeah, he's the one that coached uh, Luke Hancock in like the Pan Am games or whatever, right? Maybe. Thought he did. Uh, his son now is the coach. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, he was a good player for them. And now he's dad was there forever. It seemed like he was. Yeah. I did love that UK fans like went nuts on him one time because he was ma- he made some sort of like general. This is when they played them towards the end of the Tubby era. And he made some like innocuous remark about how like, you know, this it's not like 
the Kentucky teams of the past. Like they're not quite as scary and all this stuff. Like it was, it was a normal and like UK were like we gotta kill him. Like how dare you? Like I was like they made him apologize. I was like come on guys. <laughs> he made him apologize. Yeah. Texas, I'm still waiting on that Trevor comparative essay on Barbie versus Oppenheimer. Still much Barbie. I'm sorry. I did watch Oppenheimer. Uh, I should have watched them both and made it like a uh, a Barbenheimer type game day. You should have. But uh, no, I still got to watch Barbie. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I will get to it. I promise. I came upstairs last Friday. We had our, our, our babysitter, uh, Madison, It was over at the house, who's recently graduated from UofL. And she was watching like the, the Barbie movie with Virginia. Like Virginia wanted to watch it. And I think she's seen parts of it before. But when I came up, Virginia was like asking questions. She, she, she was like, "What do they mean? Like they're plastic? Like, but they're people?" And like, <laughs> I, I was like making food. Like, well, I was like, "Good luck." <laughs> like, like, Virginia's got a lot of questions these days. Put and, that degree to good use. Yeah, I know. She's like, "Why? Why do some kids cut Barbie's hair?" And Madison's like, "Well, you know." I'm like, "Like, oh, good luck." I I, I don't know. I'm, I'll try to watch it, but I, that the. Uh... What's the the, the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio movie that that's the, the recently out? It's I think it's available to stream now too. I had a couple of friends watch it over the holiday. The Wild Flowers or something. Killers the Flower Moon. Yeah, I'm I'm that one's higher on my like list of wanting to watch other than Barbie. No offense. I heard good things. Yeah, I think I'm just waiting for it to be cheaper to rent. Oppenheimer I should have waited to stream. It wasn't seven bucks was still too much to pay for it. Um. Texas says, so is it true that we sent Turner to Michigan so that he can miss a winning field goal, rip off his jersey to reveal a UofL jersey, and then just walk off the field saying, F you, Michigan? We tried. <laughs> that would be hilarious. He did. He missed, he missed a field goal and an extra point, right? No, he, well, the extra point was a bad snap. Oh, Snapped okay. it over the holder's head. But he also missed a field goal. He did. He yanked a field goal left. I, I was a little bit nervous for him. What did like, he do this year, wasn't After they scored the touchdown, he was. He ended up being pretty good. He was like 16 of 18. They showed the stat last night. Okay. But like That's I was, he took this year? I was worried after Michigan scored the, the touchdown to make it 2019. I was like, oh, God, Turner's going to miss the extra point. I was I was like, I, as much as I, you know, he transferred. It's not like I hate him because he, he left our school. Yeah. But you know, there was a part of me when he missed the field goal that was like, "Oh, you hate to see it." I did not want him to miss the extra point. I was like, "I don't wish that on anybody." Does that count as a missed extra point for him? No, he didn't uh, kick it. Okay, because because I just looking at his stats, he's sixty one of sixty two on extra points this year. He was always good at extra points here. Yeah, he just and he was really good at field goals inside fifty until like halfway through two seasons ago. Like he missed that one against Virginia that would have won the game, yeah. and then from that point forward, it was just like he got the yips. Um, all right, let's take our last break. When we come back, we'll take text from you guys. We'll look ahead to the night that will be in co- in sports. Kind of a you know, it's, it's no real like big time games to look forward to now. It's just you know, it's all. Is there anything going on tonight? Um, I mean, there are no bowl games, right? No, I mean the, the next, bowls are done. Yeah, until the next Monday, and then I guess I mean, we've got NBA, <sighs> NHL. Oh, did see the Kraken won the outdoor game? I against, did. Uh, I was the, wondering if you were watching. Vegas. I didn't watch it, but I saw the highlights. We'll talk about what's going on, though, tonight in the, in the world sports. Well, in the, 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 the show that way. Yeah, it's, it's desperate times call for desperate measures. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on January 2nd on 1450 and 
last segment of the day here. I love the caps on this video for lively guitar play. <laughs> I love when you have captions from these instrumentals. So, the, the, the descriptions are always make me laugh. You know how I know that this is like the the most drag ass day of the year <laughs> that like everybody's just absolutely just still slumbering. So Kenny Payne talked to the media this morning at nine a.m. and this is the first time that we've heard from him since you know before Christmas. And everyone was so tired and so like I can't believe I have to be back at work today. I can't believe I have to be back in the routine. Like nobody was raging. I, I saw nothing about <laughs> Kenny Payne's press conference. And it's not necessarily because he didn't say anything just that would get because people like will will now anything that he says that's mildly controversial Everyone's like, "Oh my God, I can't believe he said that." Well, he, he helps by saying some. He stuff does too. for sure. Like he doesn't. He never helps himself when he's behind no. a mic. But everybody, like, if this had been, I, th- I think, six days from now, surely he would have said something where everybody was like, "I can't believe we let this guy back." But like everybody today was like, "I don't, I, I don't have the energy for this right now." <laughs> it's nine a.m. It's the day after New Year's. KP today. I can't. I, I'm not. We'll talk about this tomorrow when they play Virginia. I, not, for right now, I can't. I can't even get worried. About give this. me till January third. I got to deal with this dude. Okay, get, at least give me three days in the new year. I mean, I'm already on my fourth cup of coffee. Just, I, I can't deal with this right now. I'll be honest. I didn't. Even, I didn't even realize he spoke until I came in the show today. Yeah, I mean, I think you, I, I, that was everybody. Everybody and was I like, I strolled through Twitter like to see what was going on. Nobody was talking about it. Nobody cared. It, it, it's like you know. Did he say anything? No. <laughs> How long did he talk? It, I mean, I'm sure like the normal time, like nine, ten minutes. But it, you know, it, 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 it's like you have the worst day at work, and you know you fi- you find out a family member gets sick, and like you know you, you maybe your left pinky gets cut off, and so, and then like your kids like, what's for dinner? Like, I can't, I can't think about dinner right now. I, I can't. A- another day. We'll talk about it. Just order pizza, whatever. I think everyone's like, yeah, Kenny Payne. This was the day that Kenny Payne, if you really wanted to say something crazy. Like this is the day for Kenny Payne to guarantee an he, ACC title. He talked for eight minutes and thirteen seconds, and clearly he said nothing of it. How can you go eight minutes? And th- I mean, I can't even do that. Like, in eight minutes, I may say a lot of junk, but usually there's some kind of nugget of like interesting note in there in my eight minute rants. If right? he ever wanted to tell anybody that, you know, the, the KP haters <laughs> to like SSD, like, like this was the day to do it, like, where he should have just been like perform fellatio. Did he actually give the whole Cron Davis inside story? Like, he did. <laughs> he, he told exactly what happened, and just nobody nobody was paying attention. People were like, "Well, you know, I don't have to, I don't have the energy for this." Talked today. about how he hit a man once in Dearborn. Kept driving. <laughs> He's like, I, "I actually am a UK operative. I wanted this to happen." Everyone's like, "Well, that's yeah." Well, whatever. We'll get to that tomorrow. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Rex Chapman wanted to come to Louisville, and I convinced him not to. The story was true. Fire me for it. You're not going to. You want to fire me? Fire me now. Do I, it. I, I'm holding Rick Bozich's uh, dog hostage. That's why he says so many nice things about me. <laughs> we talked about this being the uh, the 11th year of the Sugar Bowl win anniversary. It's also, I just saw this during the break, happy six-year anniversary to our boys over at Kentucky Roll Call. There's the, the six-year anniversary of their first show on the Big X. I know, Trevor, you were I think you were part of the, the very so the beginning, right? Six, so me and Scoots have both done probably three in three years, yeah. Wow. I did that's right. I guess today would be. I remember uh we had our Christmas party, which we didn't have this year, thanks to you. Um Why do I get blamed for that? Well, because we were gonna have one and, and Dugan was like, Well, is Mike gonna show up? And I was like, probably not. He's like, Well then why bother having it? This so, was the year I would have shown so up. I hope I hope you're happy. You killed the Christmas party. I was we had a couple we had wow. a, like a free weekend. Congratulations. During the holidays. I would have shown up. Just, just want to see what holiday you kill next. Well, I mean <laughs> last, two years ago it was like, Hey, we're by the way, we're doing our holiday party in two days. I was like, Well, <laughs> we have stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, give me excuse, more excuses. Anyway, after you killed the Christmas party, bah humbug. Um, you guys won the lottery yet? 
<laughs> Somebody won. I don't know. I bought the Powerballs on Saturday. I hope I don't have not checked. Then again, I've never checked to see if I ever win. Like, there's a good chance there's like a million dollar tickets in my house. Unbelievable why I don't want to be a part of this lottery. Well, you would check. That's why we need you. Um, I mean, if you joined, we'd win. You're, I, I hope you're happy. You're making us broke and you killed the Christmas party. Um, damn, you made me forget what I was going to say now. <laughs> what are we talking about? Sure, it was very important. KRC so, six year anniversary. Oh, yeah. I, I still remember the Christmas party meeting Scooch for the first time. He wasn't on the show yet. He was doing the... Uh, the other show we had, the Jim Coyle show at the time, but just the, just the tip, just just, tip. just the cats, just the cat, <laughs> Michael Bennett and Alan Cutler. <laughs> no, this was uh, I don't remember what Coyle called his show. I forget because it would come on from like six to eight, and we'd do from eight to ten. What was your favorite moment of the Bennett show? <laughs> when it was over, <laughs> the two days it was on. I swear you'd be surprised how much I had to talk to Alan Cutler and, and, uh, and do. You'd be surprised how much I had to talk. To. I, I mean, I, every he called me every day of that week that show was on. Yeah, I still have like the one show they did. I have it written our recording. They did two shows. Did you? I've got them both. It was great. We have a lot. Lo- I see a long and storied history of great shows here on the Big X uh, family of networks and KRC now. Six years strong on the big Six X. years. Prop star guys, TJ Walker and Nick Roush and Scooter Dingus on the air every morning from 7 to 9. And then again from 9 to 11, Monday through Friday, right here on 1450. So Louisville has zero tournament wins since they've been on the air? Ooh. Uh, yeah. One tournament. No, no, no. We won. If their first show was. Be, no, yeah. This was, that would have been 2018. Yeah. So we've been to the tournament once. We've never won a tournament game since they've been on. And we've never beaten them in football since they've been on. God, that's depressing. Okay, we I'm, beat him in basketball. I'm trying to think we might need to get rid of the show. I mean, Nick, TJ, do you really need it that bad? Yeah, you guys are fine. You're doing fine. <laughs> Give us the wins back. I mean, yeah, you've had your six years. You got, you got like, you all, you got like five kids between the two of you. Nick's on like seven different websites. Plus, he's got KSR Plus. Yeah, he's, yeah, wait, he's the, got KSR, KSR Plus. Plus <laughs> subscriptions are rolling in. Scoots, Scoots, is, Scoots can you know hang out here with us some more often. He's got the hotel. He's got job. the hotel. He's doing fine. I think Gil makes a good living. Gil supporting him. <laughs> Gil supports him. If they just started putting YouTube cameras in their house, they probably could make a lot of money with their TV show reenactments <laughs> and whatever else is going on there. What would be a better like in, in a house, uh, like Big Brother like camera? His house or my house? I mean, I'm fascinated by your house. I feel my like, house would be nothing. It'd be me yeah, sitting there. I, with, I feel like it would get very old very quickly. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Scoots and Gill is just like that's that's hours of entertainment where like, I'd be like, you know, let's just see what Scoots and Gill are up to on a Wednesday night. I guess it's, like mine would be like the worst Jewish show. Like somebody sitting there for hours, like, what are we going to eat next? What, what drugs do you do today? I think the high points of your show, no, it, no pun he, intended, would be better than the, the, the but Scoots and Gill would be more consistent entertainment. Like there'd be like a like a, a Trevor a Kelsey show watch bar and like this made days since he changed his pants that would be great <laughs> but also very disturbing five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line we'll take some text here to wrap up the show and then uh, we'll talk about college basketball on tonight Texture says I'm all bricked up just listening to you talk about a head coach having a good press conference I'm te- I'm telling you this is going to be the entire fan base when the move is made like we're go like we didn't we didn't do it when. Payne got hired or when we were debating other candidates. We didn't really do it that much when Matt got hired because the program was in such a better place. But like we are all so desperate for to believe that whoever the next coach is going to be like the guy. That even if it's a whatever hire the rest of the country is, we'll do the Kentucky fan thing where they hired Billy Gillespie. Where they're like, you know what? 
I wanted Gillespie the whole time. I didn't even want Billy Donovan. He was the guy that I had my eye on. I may not have known his name before three weeks ago, but I wanted him four years ago. I promise you that. We're going to do that. Total spin zone. I promise you. And I'll probably be a part of it as well because I really want this to work. Texture says, I kind of agree. Hi, Mike. Do you think Brom would have played a freshman Lamar? If so, at what point during the season? I, I, mean, I have no idea how to answer that. I, mean, I, I think if the implication here is that Brom is less likely to play a freshman quarterback than Petrino was because Brom didn't play Pierce Clarkson this year, I think that comparing Pierce Clarkson to Lamar Jackson and, and the situation <laughs> is the wrong thing to do. And keep in mind, like there was a big fan debate when Lamar Jackson was a freshman that he should be playing behind Kyle Bolin. And he did play behind Kyle Bolin for most of the year. Uh, in fact, he didn't even start the UK game. The last two regular season games, Lamar didn't start. He only became like the won the full time starter job back for the bowl game against uh, Texas A&M and the Mississippi Bowl. So, yeah, but he came back and that was, the, he, that was his freshman year of the UK game when he came back. Right, but he didn't start yeah. the game. Yeah, and we we made the comeback and scored like thirty six unanswered or whatever. On yeah, exactly. Him. He was incredible, yeah. but like you know, he he won the starting job after the game. He lost it after the Houston game a couple weeks later, and then like Bowen was kind of the guy for most of that year, and they, they sort of went back and forth. And then he wasn't back as the full time starter until the bowl game. Well, don't so. forget Bonifon as well. Didn't he play some that year? Well, he started the first game and then never played again. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. Then they moved him, to, moved positions. Um, Matt Trax, he moved to running back. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was well, a receiver and then he moved to running back full time the a year later. His freshman year, Jackson threw 247 pass attempts, bowling through 137. So he did mm-hmm. throw more pass attempts. Yeah. But it was very much like it, it wasn't like a clear cut. Like there was a lot of the fans no, that right, was like, yeah. "We want traditional Bobby. We want Kyle Bowen. Jackson's too mistake prone." So I mean, I I, I I like to think that if Jeff had a talent like Lamar Jackson, he would have been willing to play him over Jack Plummer this year. I think he would have. I think he would have too. Texture says uh, both make a bold prediction for the coaching hire. You don't necessarily have to give a name. Like. If I don't have to give a name, then how to make a bold prediction? Yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, excuse me. We hire a coach who's been a head coach before. I'm is my bold prediction. Is this like, is this like, a, like a trick question? I don't get it. I'm going to say we hire somebody from the SEC. <laughs> I'm going to say we hire someone who is a head coach currently. Very bold. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, it's the sad thing is, even if you told me to name, I don't even know if I can name a name right now. Like, of who I really want. Like, I like Tang. Yeah, I'm the same way. There's but, nobody that I feel like the same way. Like, the way that I felt about Patino in 2002. Yeah, I mean, nowhere near. I mean, the club. I mean, doesn't want. I mean, Jay Wright, maybe. John Beeline, But Wright's obviously. not an option. And John Beeline's probably not either and who I love. I would, like, that would be the kind of, like, perfect hire for me for someone to just hold us over for a couple of years until maybe that name does come up. I don't think Beeline's, Beeline doesn't want to coach. And anymore. I don't blame him. I don't, he's making, like, the Cavs are still getting him, like, $20 million. I, I don't blame him not want to coach. And I don't think it's. And again, we're talking pipe dream for me for probably both of those. And if you're not talking those two names and outside that, yeah, I mean, there's like if a legitimate report came out tomorrow that said Jay, like, like quotes Jay Wright is saying, like, I'm interested in getting back into college coaching. And then the report says sources say that Wright and Louisville have been in discussions. And there's like, like, then I'll be like, okay, th- there's a, like, there's a white whale out there. Like, th- there's a home run hire out there that if you can get, Boom! There's no question about it. Like we're all thrilled. We're celebrating. We're we're throwing parades in the street. But besides that, I, I mean, I think there's some guys out there that you would get very excited about. But there's yeah. there's no can't miss guaranteed success type option out there. A guy that checks every single box. 
And yeah, even, even like if you told me Kelvin Sampson, I'd be excited. But I'm like, okay, I'd be well, pretty excited for. for I too, but it's still, but there's still, there's still room for some some negativity in it, right? I mean, if you want to say he's never won a national title, yeah, then I'm fine with that. The system, how I mean, how successful can it be? I mean, yeah, because it, it's you know, like if you're saying bring in the stars or whatever. If we got Kelvin Sampson or Scott Drew, I I, I would be like. Okay, this is this is about as close to a home run hire as you can get. I'd be but very excited. I think that both of those are unlikely. Yeah. And so I think you're you're staring down like a tier where like you're going to have a segment of the fan base that believes that we should have done better. Like I think that that's the position you're going to be in where we have to you have to do a little bit of talking yourself into whoever the guy is. Even if it's somebody who's been like, you know, Nate Oates, Jerome Tang, like some of the names that have been tossed around a little bit, I think you'll we're probably gonna more than likely be in that spot. Texter says, um, LOL, 26 is a lot different than number one. Sounds like I said people were talking about them as being the greatest defense of all time going into that game. The fact that they still are number one after giving up, or number 26 after giving up 20, 33 points to us in the bowl game, you dumbass, speaks volumes. In fairness, the offense only scored 27, Floyd scored six. Yeah. Texas bold prediction, Kentucky makes the final four, beating St. John's and Kansas in the process. That's your boy, Cesar. Um... I mean, I don't know if they'll beat St. John's if they knocked off Kentucky like in the second round. That'd be so awesome, wouldn't it? Uh, Cesar also texted and said, Trevor should have Nancy drop off the trophy with a middle finger as she leaves. <laughs> Ask Trevor about, I don't even know if I want to say what this is, about. <laughs> Rock I don't know what that is. I feel okay, like I she can't was talk about insane too, but she wasn't, she wasn't like, like Gravedigger woman insane. She was just. She was just like I, was, I mean, that was just like one of like everybody on that on on that side of the mall that worked in that strip that did have you know hook up with her. Like I wasn't like a new <laughs> oh, the mall gossip. Uh, the Marine friend that, that, that was uh, my buddy of mine who uh, who I hadn't talked to in a while. He's in the Marines. Uh, he lives here locally still. I won't say his name, but he he called me out of nowhere one day and was like, "I'm back in the country. I'm back on leave." But I'm like, "Oh yeah, where are you?" He's like. I'm at the Playboy Mansion, and I just slept with a midget with a, with a dwarf. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I was like, "What?" He's like, I, "He sent me pictures." <laughs> uh yeah. Texture says <laughs> that's another story for another day. I guess. Is there any concern that the folks who wouldn't let Hurd fire at Payne a few weeks ago will stop him from firing Payne at the end of the season? I, I guess. I. I we, no, I, I don't think so. I think if, this, I if think this team so. is less than 10 wins, I, I don't think. Not wanting to pull the strings in December is a lot different than not wanting to pull the strings after another like six-win season. I, I think my concern about that would it, it would demand a situation where we go like 8-12 and 12 in the ACC or 9-11 and 11 in the ACC, something that I don't think is going to happen. But if, if that did wind up being the case where it's like, hey, you know, you can make the, we won 14, 15 games this year, you know, we, we clearly got better as the season went along, then like that would come into my mind a little bit as a concern. I don't think at the end of the day, like, hearing Josh's interview with Crawford on WDRB, I think hearing it, it, it was a lot different than reading the quotes. He, he made it a point to emphasize and get it out there to the fan base that he's not happy about what's going on. He basically all but said, like, don't get too worked up in the fact that we're not firing him now because if this continues, we're definitely going to fire him at some point before this goes on for another year. Like, that was, I think that was kind of sad. Again, I don't think there's any way he can, I mean, I, he, I don't think he saved his job just a few weeks ago. I think it's just like, hey, we'll just, we'll just let him, like, 
Yeah. I don't think it's even money related. I mean, we're going to be saving like a million bucks at that. If we, if we, if we, we're not going to save any because we're in a farm before that, that deadline. Okay. Anyway. So, yeah, it's not even going to matter. Texas says vasect- vasectomy prediction guy here again. This is the guy who's a his urologist claimed to be a big time donor with inside information who promised that KP was out on Friday and Jay Wright was coming in. Uh, he said, "Do I cancel my procedure with a crackpot doctor? Or do I trust him with the jewels? If he guaranteed this guy guaranteed that KP was going to be gone before Christmas and said Jay Wright would be the the, the, the interim coach, uh, I think you've got to cancel the. Yeah, I would too. Because I, how do he's you lying? How can you trust him? You're going to go there and then you're going to go." You know, without without no cap later on, and, and with someone, and she's gonna get knocked up, and you're gonna yeah. be like, "How did that happen?" I, exactly. This is a big move. That's my version of no cap. <laughs> no cap. You going no cap with the lady? Texas, don't forget that Janoris Jenkins was on that Florida defense. To me, besides Sharif, he was arguably the best player on that defense and had a good career with the St. Louis Ram franchise. He did. That was looking to leave St. Louis. Texas says so. Jamari Johnson is staying. I mean, I think the fact that Johnson played in the bowl game. Is sorta. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. He, <laughs> but, I mean, they went with him over Gatewood. Like, like, like he was the guy that got time. Like, like they very much were, were trying to, like, you know, get him involved and kind of get his twenty twenty four going in the bowl game. Um, I, I think it's at least a, a sign that it's possible. I think they, I think they want him to stay. I don't, I don't think it's like, hey, this kid, he just didn't get it here. We want him to go ahead and move on. I think they feel like they can bring him along slowly and he can be a part of the offense next season. I mean, we did bring in – I mean, we're, I guess we lose Gatewood, but we brought in two tight ends in the transfer portal, did we not? We did. Two big-time – I think two guys that you feel like you plot in, you say right away, like those guys are going to be the, the starters next year. So what does that say about Jamar Johnson and his possible options? Is that, should that worry you that he is staying because he, even though we just recruited over him? Well, I mean, I think you would say, hey, you're a redshirt freshman. You're going to play a decent amount next year in kind of a backup role, and then as a sophomore, we feel like you can be like an all-conference type tight end and be our guy in 2025, and hopefully he's okay with that. Mm -hmm. Texas says, Trevor, why are you asking Mike if you get MLK Day off? How many more years have you worked there than Mike? I just don't know why. I I guess I'm just hoping maybe it changed. Texas (laughs) says, will Scoots be on the Epstein list? Come on. (laughs) It'd be funny if it was. It's like it's all these like famous. It's like Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, and then it's like Scooter Dingus in parentheses, like Big X Radio Show producer. I love how the people were like shocked that Bill Clinton's name supposedly came up. But like, how is that surprising to anybody? Yeah, I was like, Come, I mean, listen, I, I mean, I guess I can do like Clinton, but I mean, should it really shock you if his name came up on that list? Texas says, "I me if Scoots is dead." Yeah, <laughs> or mine. <laughs> I don't even remember being there. Well, the 90s were hell of a drug. There's like radio show cameras all over the studio. TV cameras all over the radio show. Texas, I want to see my Lions possibly win a playoff game for the first time since I was five. The cheapest ticket is 500 for nosebleeds. Damn. Yeah, I mean, Lions games, like the easiest Lions ticket this season has been road games. Like, like, they, like they're taking over stadiums wherever they go. The fan base is, has been dying for this. Have I, have I still also been to more Lions games than you have? You've I've, never I've been, been to two. Oh, okay, you have been to two. I've never been to one in Detroit, though. Okay, well, I haven't been to the, the, where they play now. I went to the Silver Dome. So, who did you see on the road? Indianapolis, both times. Uh, Indianapolis and Cincinnati. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. Texas, if U of L coach candidate list came down to Beard and Will Wade, with oh come on, don't do this. Which one in your eyes is I a mean, safer pick? Uh, I think Will Wade. Oh come on! I know you don't like Beard, but you're going to take Wade over Beard. Will Wade is an a hole who broke rules, but he's like for us. Yeah, but either way, you're getting the a hole who breaks rules, but at least Beard wins. I mean, Will Wade wins. Have you not seen what McNeese State's doing this okay, year? They on. just beat Joe, Michigan over the weekend okay, by Joe a ton. Joe Dumars, thank you for bringing McNeese State into this. I, I don't think 
you get to do it. Let's see. Let's see where they're at in March. They're going to win the Southland Conference in March. Okay, they, they play that ridiculous schedule, and they're. Have you not paid attention to what Will Wade's doing? He's like the biggest story in college basketball. No, <laughs> clearly I have not watched McNeese State play this year. Yeah, I mean they they beat uh, UAB, who's they're pretty good. Louisiana, they beat Southern right? Miss. Uh, yeah, they they beat VCU. Like he's he, he's a hell of a coach, but he is an absolute a hole. I'll take Beard over Wade still. I would take Will Wade. Texas, the only thing more entertaining than the CFP games last night were Jason Whitlock's mention for self-owning himself regarding the porn advertisements at the beginning on the ESPN. Yeah. I did. Like at some point, people are going to have to realize that your when you see a Google ad on your page, it's based on what you search on your oh, own yeah. computer. And he was like, "Why are there porn ads on my ESPN search? This is terrible." And it's like everyone's like, "That's because you've been looking up." Why is it? That's where Jason Whitlock's trending on my list like once a week sometimes. Yeah, well, he, that's that's what he's, that's his goal. <laughs> that's got point. Texas says it sounds like KRC needs to be booted. Agreed. Yeah, I'm, I love them, but I'm starting to think maybe we can take a year off or something. We could use some turnaround here. Texas says if we beat UVA tomorrow, do you think we'll move up to the three seed line for the NCAA tournament? We're on the outside looking in right now. I saw the bracketologies came out today. We're not looking. We're we're not in the field right now. It's because there's, there's a lot of haters out there. Yeah, that's what around. I got distracted because that person had Texans like November. There's a picture of him at Barber Meet or whatever. Texas says, give us a hint who the new coach is. It doesn't have to be in words. Mime it or speaking in tongues. Trevor can fart speak it. We don't know who the new coach is. <laughs> we, we have no idea. Texas says, uh, you thought the insurrection was bad. Try not firing Kenny Payne at the end of the season and see what happens. <laughs> also, I want to hear more about the little person. <laughs> no, no, that's not. You sure you want to hear more about Rockmouth? No, no. She, she claims while no. I was kissing her, she swallowed a tooth. Hers or yours? Hers. She said she lost a tooth. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wouldn't know some acid. <laughs> that was in 2001, 2002. That's been over 20 years. We were living very different lives in 2001. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can tell the story about her roommate. I'm sure you can't. If you, if you just told that <laughs> one. Sometimes I think about... Like, you know, I, I was doing dangerous stuff in, like, the early 2000s, and I can't believe that I did this or got away with this. And then I hear you on acid kissing a girl who swallowed her own tooth, and I'm like, it could in be the, worse. In the courtyard of her building, because she lived with her boyfriend, who she didn't care he was home and, like, still out, like just hanging out with me in the courtyard, making out with me. Oh my God. We've got a lot of college basketball on tonight. Conference play is starting across the country. DePaul-UConn is the first game on tonight, by the way. Uh, 6.30 on FS1. UConn's a 22.5-point favorite. DePaul has won one game since they beat us. I don't know if you saw that. Um, Congratulations. They beat Chicago State by 12. Okay. Villanova beat them by 40 <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Northwestern beat them by 10. God, we're so bad. Um, the big game of the night, Purdue taking on Maryland, number one in the country on the road in College Park. Purdue's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Do they get it done? Seven o'clock on Peacock, TK. Uh, Painter and Peacock equals pay me money. Play the mo- Put it on the Boilermakers, minus six. Boilers win and cover. Also, 10-30, FS1, made the game of the night. 12-1, New Mexico with Richard Patino on the road, taking on number 13, Colorado State. Also 12-1, CSU three-and-a-half-point favorite. TK, give us a pick. Uh, this one's for my man Moth, Colorado State, all the way. Rams, baby. With Sean Moth. Rams win and cover. Enjoy your Tuesday nights. We're back tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Happy 2024, everybody. Woo! Go Cards. New Year.